This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, May 31st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A warm holiday weekend leading into Memorial Day left Philadelphia riddled with numerous violent incidents, including at least 12 fatalities that pushed the city of brotherly love to more than 200 homicides before summer. The bloodshed began early Sunday morning in Mill Creek as a 30-year-old man was found with multiple gunshot wounds. He died a short short time later at the hospital. Several hours later. One man was shot and killed while two women were injured in a shooting in East Germantown. Early Saturday evening, police were called to a double shooting in Kensington that killed one man and injured a 25-year-old woman. About a half an hour later, a call came in that a four-year-old had shot himself in the hand in West Philadelphia. Uh, the child is expected to recover. Just after 10 p.m., police were called to the resi- residence in Torsdale where a 26-year-old man was shot in the leg. Uh, he's in stable condition. Now, Sunday morning, starting at 2.30 a.m., police were called to a triple shooting in Logan at 6 15 a.m. A double shooting in Strawberry Mansion and at 9.30, a deadly shooting in North Philadelphia. Sunday afternoon at 1.45, officials say a young man between the ages of 18 and 21 was found by police with multiple gunshot wounds throughout his body in Overbrook. He was rushed to the hospital where he later died. Sunday evening, there were shootings in West Philadelphia, Fairhill, and Wissanoming. On Monday, police say a shooting at a party in Port Richmond erupted at 1.20 a.m. and left two people dead and two other injured. Authorities are also investigating a shooting at 16th in West Erie Avenue and another in East Germantown. At least 70 shots were fired at two men in the 1700 block of Oxford Street. Authorities say all of the shootings are under investigation. A certain brand of strawberries uh, has been recalled by the U.S. government after they've been linked to a uh, multi-state outbreak of hepatitis A infections. The strawberries are past the shelf life, but the FDA is warning Americans to check their freezers in case the affected brand was purchased and then frozen for a later uh, later date. This wouldn't be hepatitis brand strawberries, would it? <laughs> No, mm. it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you know what? We actually, we fair, uh, we freeze a fair amount of fruit at the house uh, because we'll use it for smoothies and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My daughter mainly does. Yeah. So uh, I will have to check on yeah, that. So Does freezing, would that mitigate? Uh, contaminated fruit? No, they're saying I don't it's think fr- so, no. no. I think it just saves the contamination for later, Steve. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you like to spread it out. Right, yeah. yeah. With unexpected case you want a poison drop yes. by. The strawberries were branded as Fresh Campo and H-E-B and uh, would would have been purchased between March 5th, 2022 and April 25th, 2022. They were sold uh, at a number of grocery stores, Aldi, Kroger, uh, Safeway, Sprouts Farmers Market, Trader Joe's, Walmart, Weiss Markets, Winco wow. Foods, and they said some others as well. Uh, if you are unsure of what brand you purchased, when you purchased your strawberries or when you purchased them uh, to freeze them, the strawberries, they're saying the strawberries should be thrown away. So basically, if you're unsure, they're just saying throw the strawberries. Out. You always think the, with uh, fruit and produce, you think, oh, that's it's got to be the safest thing, right? And then you remember they had like that the pouched salads for a while, yep. oh, yeah. having issues. Yeah. I was like, wow, well, okay. Yep. So far, 17 people have reported hepatitis A infections in three states, including 15 in California, one in Minnesota, and one in North Dakota. Contact your health care provider if you think you may have symptoms of a hepatitis A infection after eating fresh organic strawberries or if you believe that you have eaten these strawberries in the past two weeks. Symptoms of hepatitis A include fatigue, nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, jaundice, dark urine, and or pale stool. Symptoms can occur within 15 to 50 days after eating or drinking contaminated wow. food. I know. I didn't know that. 50 days. 
days. The FDA's investigation, along with the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention, is ongoing. It was a very unusual find in Philadelphia's hunting park section on Monday. A horse was found wandering on the 4,000 block of North Darien Street. Act officers and PS, uh, PSPCA officials rushed to the scene with a trailer and took the horse to a nearby barn. The horse, now named Darien, was reportedly abandoned by someone who bought him earlier in the day. Uh, the horse did not... What, a, uh, an impulse horse buy? That's right. And, and also, so if they know, did they... There was no indication that they arrested the person or yeah, yeah. charged them with Run anything. Run free. You're free. Yeah. Uh, the horse did not appear to be healthy. Darian will not be up for adoption as he mm-hmm. will need additional medical rehabilitation. And we will be reaching out to our rescue partners to find him the care that he needs. Act Philly wrote on their Facebook page. It is not illegal to own a horse within the city limits. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did, you guys, did you see that movie that was in, uh, took place in Philly? Yeah, yeah it's great. It was, it was good. What was yeah. it? It was about the, this group of people that, that care for horses in Center City, not Center City, but in Philadelphia. Right. uh, And how you just would not expect that type of thing given an urban environment. And and it's something that they... Uh, that they needed, that yes. they actually had to do, was just uh, good for their soul, you know? They are moving into Center City. There is a new apartment complex called uh, Horses Arms. Okay. And, uh, Horses Arms. Yeah, and uh, it'll be a really, like a high-end condo for horses. Wow. Uh, there was, we talked <laughs> Those about Those elevators this. are huge, by the <laughs> way, I heard. Yeah. Preston. Yeah. We talked about this before. It was years ago, but um, in Roxborough, I used to um, travel down Henry a lot, and, and there was one, like, cut-through street, yep. and there was a horse that, and I, I think maybe it was was one of the miniature ones or a pony or something like that. But, I mean, it was a full-on horse. You would see the horse's head in the window inside the house. In the house? Inside the house, Steve. <laughs> and and then, did it bark when the owner would come <laughs> home? And then also outside. I mean, Here, ring the doorbell. Watch this. <laughs> they had, like, a very tiny yard, fenced-in yard, the horse. But, no, I'm telling you, like, his nose up against the window in the house. In uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Really I remember bizarre. seeing some in a backyard going yeah. to Roxborough. Yeah. but. But not nope. their head sticking no, out of a window in a house. Likewise, like you'll see a pan or you'll see an area. There's yeah. there's a horse uh, on a small tract of land. Now they, the horse is there, and then they take it out to run. Obviously, they have all the transportation equipment. But a horse, like in the in the bay window of a yes, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm telling you, it I'd was love to see that it was insane, and it wasn't far from. Don't um, they know about the new condo building? <laughs> well, no, but that school. It wasn't far from the school. That, yeah, um, it's an agricultural school. The agricultural yeah. school. Yeah. yeah, and I'm thinking, like, well, can you take the horse over there? Like, yeah, least, probably be happier. <laughs> let, let him let run it teach. a little. Yeah. Jeez. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The Phillies lost to the San Francisco Giants last night at the ballpark. What the f*** is this? Kurt Casale hit a two-run home run in the 10th inning, and the Giants won 5-4 to extend the Phillies' losing streak to four games. What the f*** is that? They have lost 11 of their last 15, and with a record of 21-28, and 28, are now seven games under 500 for the what first the time since the final day of 2017. The series against the Giants continues tonight. <laughs> Ranger Suarez will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 6:45. So, so not, it's not looking good. <laughs> not a good start. In the NHL playoffs, the final 
four is set. Last night in Raleigh, the New York Rangers beat the Carolina Hurricanes in game seven of that series. The Rangers advance to play the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Colorado Avalanche will play the Edmonton Oilers in the Western Conference Finals. That series begins tonight in Denver, and the puck will drop at 8 o'clock. The NBA Finals begin later this week in California. Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors will take on the Boston Celtics. Tip-off for game one will be on Thursday night at 9 o'clock. And Arizona Cardinals cornerback Jeff Gladney was killed in a car accident early yesterday morning. The Cardinals released a statement confirming his death, saying we are devastated to learn of Jeff Gladney's passing. Our hearts go out to his family, friends, and all who are mourning this tremendous loss. We are asking prayers for the family and privacy at this most difficult time. Eagles wide receiver Jalen Rager uh, tweeted yesterday, lost my brother, my best friend, my right-hand man, R.I.P. Jeff Gladney. Brother, watch over me, please. Uh, They were former teammates at TCU. Mm. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We welcome you to Tuesday morning with the President and Steve Show. We are down one. Yes. Casey Boy's out. Uh, and it'll be out for the foreseeable future. He's got the bid. Yeah. Uh, so it's going around. My wife has it uh, as well. We found out over the the holiday weekend. So we are. It's all the rage. We're in separate areas. Yeah. We, we are staying contained and doing our best. How's your contain game? Are you good at that? You guys. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty decent. I'd stay <clears throat> far away and uh, I'll get a text when I need to bring something up. Is it like Papillon? <laughs> Does she stick her head out? Yeah, she sticks How her head out and I shave her. <laughs> And that's it. Uh, no, but she's it's 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 a pretty good wallop on her. She oh, feels sorry horrible. Again, it's, man. It's, uh, the, the heavy cough and just fatigue. She's not going anywhere. She feels like crap, like absolute garbage. So we're hanging in there, and uh, we're taking all the precautions that we need to at this point. And Casey, we just found out yesterday uh, that he's uh, tested positive. I'm testing regularly Friday, and I was hanging out with Casey on Friday. But we're you know we're we're doing what we can, gang. So uh, and so Marissa will be stepping in. And we'll be in uh, my right-hand person here. Wish me luck. You're going to do great. You're going to do great. I kid you not, already, as we were standing here, we have these uh, lights in the studio. When you turn the microphone on, they light up and they say on air, like it was a classic on air light. Well, Kathy, you were out of the studio. We were standing here, and all of a sudden, the on air light over here fell Fell out of the wall. It it's like sprang right. forward and fell out of the wall. I don't know how it's that happened. Casey's haunting us. It's some That's kind exactly of a s- symbol, a sign uh, that uh, yeah, we're in interesting times. So all right, and with that, uh, I don't know where things stand as far as what we're going to do. We have to do the coolest teacher. Um, what I don't know is who won when we were Friday. We took off the weekend. No, I know that. Do we, do we, we, we didn't pick a new one. We, we made the announcement, and and uh, what I was hoping for is that we get a call from that person because oh. we weren't going to take it there. I don't have their name written down. Gotcha. So I would like to find that out so we can mention that. I will get that for you. As we do, Connor is uh, nodding from the other room that we had gotten a call from her. Do you guys want to call her now or in the next break? No, not right now. But, okay. it, but it, usually it's, it's some Make point. Make wait. Like in the 7 o'clock hour or something like that or yeah. right before they have class. Uh, but we would like to talk to them. Uh, we're going to draw another one in a moment. Um, so real quick, though, I do want to mention we have new Word of the Week prize. We have a summer concert triple play at Citizens Bank Park. What was that? That is the big jar That's of big... Uh, school names. Oh. We went from the Chinese container to this, yeah. like, giant glass jar. Soon we're going to have a trailer truck. <laughs> anyway, we're giving away tickets to uh, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Chet. Nice. And then Dead & Company. Uh, or Joan Jett on that show, and then Dead & Company, and then Red Hot Chili Peppers. So three different shows. Jeez. So we'll have your chance to win to go to see this summer, which is pretty damn cool. We do have a guest on the program. I'm going to hold off on telling you who that is in a moment because I want to get something straight before we do that. So that is coming up. In the meantime, uh, our winner from Friday was, oh, it was a man. 
Was okay, Mr. Michael, uh, uh, yeah, I remember this. Bligan, Blagan, 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 from Upper Dublin. So we would like to hear if, if for the only reason to get their name correct, That's it, please, Mr. Blagan, 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 Blagan. Uh, so give us a call if you can. All right, in the meantime, drum roll, please, if you would. It's on the uh, instant replay. We may not have the drum roll. By the way, like all of this came down very last minute. I was completely unaware about Casey's situation until this morning. So, all right, that that's good enough. Yeah, that's that works. Good enough. All right. What? Oh, that's good. There it is. Oh, even better. All right, we need to choose a name. So, uh, Nick, yes, if, you, if you would please uh, choose a name, and let's see who's going to be our coolest teacher recipient. All right, this one actually requires a little bit of qualification because there are two in our area, but we were going, we're going to go next to Springfield Township High School in Glenside, PA. It's Springfield, Montgomery County, not Springfield, Delco. All right, there you go. Springfield in Monco. Yes. It is up to you to uh, call in the votes. And by calling in, I mean texting in. So what we're going to do is have you text the word teacher to 39333. Stand by with that, Nick, because I'm going to ask you to say it again. I've already forgotten. All right. Uh, <laughs> text the word teacher to 39333. We send you a voting link, and then you have until this time tomorrow uh, to vote. And we will tally up the votes, and then we will award the prize. We have a President Steve Cole's teacher of the year coffee mug and teacher to go to this person and, of course, the undying thanks and praise of the student. So, in general, are we dealing with a shorter year because there were no snow days? Yeah, I mean, uh, most schools are getting out on time. Like, it, it hasn't been pushed because All right. we didn't really, I don't think we had any snow days. But we've still got, like, a week and a half left. Okay. Uh, so, at our school. So, all right, Springfield Township High School in Montgomery County. We give you uh, the opportunity to vote, so please do that now. All right, with that, I'm going to try to uh, digest everything else that I need to pass along. So we are going to take a break. We are going to come back in a moment. We will get to the entertainment. Uh, hang on a second here. Okay. Uh, I need a bumper bed. And then I need... <laughs> it's all good. See, I don't do this stuff. Oh, no. it's not all good. Yeah. It's all okay. We're all fine. It sounds. We're perfect. watching you do it, so I'm going to stick with it. it's yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's all, it, it might be okay for you, but we're having a great time on this. I'm side. happy to hear yeah. at least somebody's having a good time. It's so. the same over here. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, it's a party on this side of the board. <laughs> it's all right. We're gonna we're gonna have to walk through some things here, but normally, see what uh, Casey does. He comes in, he sets up all these things that we have, these uh, sound elements, well before we begin, and it's a process to get it all in there. The music beds, the uh, uh, the production elements, all that stuff. Kind of you know what? We're just going to take a break. Give me, give me the name of a bed real quick. Oh, I don't know the names of them. I don't do that. It's not my job, so I don't know. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, but the thing is, I've got a dialing music bed up there. That needs to go away, and then I can get into the commercials after that. So if you want, you can just delete all those things and... Uh, I'll go. Well, okay. We're gonna have a mining key right after that, Nick. If you want okay. to for that. <laughs> so, you guys, so, guys, this uh, is stay tuned. Too often. You're actually getting a course in how to do radio. Yeah, you know you're right. A lot of so people funny, do guys. online courses. We're doing an on broadcast course. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. Nick's got a mining key spot coming up oh in just a second. Stay yeah, with us. Ready. We'll return in a moment. All right. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And probably other podcasts. Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve Full Show Podcasts, plus the MM Archives Podcast, and more. Click Podcasts on WMMR.com.
places. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, stupid question. We're giving away a $150 Fogo to Show gift card, which is awesome. And uh, so is this question. I got this courtesy of Nick Murphy, uh-huh. video god. He, uh, he said this one. I like this. In the original Star Wars and A New Hope, when Obi-Wan is hiring Han and Chewie in the cantina, how many credits does he offer to pay them? Nice. 215263. WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. How many total credits? Because he mentions it in pieces. All right. So how many credits does he offer to pay them? That's Obi-Wan hiring Han and Chewie in the cantina. 215-263-WMMR. Going to go through some birthdays while we are awaiting your answer. Uh, Let's see. Today is May 31st. Tom Berenger from Big Chill has his birthday. Major League as well. He also has the distinction, Preston, of being mid-interview with this very show when I completely forgot who we were talking to. Really? Absolutely blanked. Oh, no. Yeah. And I think you were out or something. Uh, There was some sort of... I was leading the interview, and uh, I completely forgot... Who we were talking to. Oh, my God. And he's a pretty good-sized celebrity. Oh, yeah. Have on too. Yeah. In fact, he's in Prince of Tides. Which, is it Prince of Tides? No. Uh, he's in uh, Platoon. Uh, he is. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he is 73 today. Uh, the great Clint Eastwood turns a year older at 92 wow. years old. He's booking oh along, gosh. man. How many awesome movies? Good, the bad, and the ugly, obviously. I'm very old. Yes. Which you gave me for my birthday. Uh, the Unforgiven was on the other day. I was Would, watching some of that. Won the Oscar for Best Director for that. Uh, and, of course, we've mentioned many times uh, Million Dollar Baby is just a movie that makes you go, what? Like, it's in two pieces. Like, the, the second part of that you movie You don't see like, it coming. Whoa. It's like every which way but loose. Uh, yeah. When Clyde finally makes a right turn sign. Yeah. It's amazing. Who knew? Yeah. You're so used to left turn. And then when it goes right... <laughs> Who knew? It's out of the blue. Uh, he is 92 today. Uh, Chris Elliott has his birthday as well. Love Chris Elliott. Uh, he is six. I just watched Cabin Boy. Oh, my God. Which is a, uh, a guilty pleasure. <laughs> I haven't seen that in ages. Uh, and he's a woogie in yeah. uh, Something About Mary, if you're Dom Muganowski. Yeah, <laughs> woogie. His daughter was on SNL for a while. We had her on the show uh, once or twice, and she's a, a comedic actress. She's, she's great. 62 years old today. Leah Thompson, of course, uh, the mom, Back to the Future. Uh, Carolyn in the City, uh, movie I love, a uh, John Hughes movie, uh, um, Some Kind of Wonderful. Oh, that's phenomenal. Yep. So she turns, uh, 61 today. Colin Farrell. Man. Uh, in The Batman. Wow. I finally watched it. You have no idea it's him. If you yeah. did not know no that clue. he was in this film, you had no idea that he plays Penguin. Yeah, only that. because of the credits I knew it was him. I mean, otherwise, there's no way I would have picked up on He's it. He's incredible. There, in there yeah. is... there, and People say, oh, really, really? No, you will have no idea. No. Also because he, he's doing facial tics and things that work with the, the prosthetic so well that yep. he becomes a different person. Yeah, pretty amazing. And, and that character's going to have his own, um, uh, they're going to do a Penguin series. I could see yeah. that. Uh, he's 46 today. Uh, Gregory Harrison, remember him from uh, yes. Trapper John M.D.? Absolutely. He's 72 today. Oh, it's Joe Namath's birthday. Oh, I want to kiss him. <laughs> That was, right. <laughs> that was the moment he realized that his his alcoholism had gotten the best of that him. That was it. He, he, he was live. Yeah, he was doing a a, uh, a sideline interview, and the reporter had asked him a question. We have oh, Marissa found the audio here. Hang I on. believe uh, everything that anyone else has watched uh, Chad play uh, impresses me. The same thing impresses them. What does it mean to you now when the team is struggling? 
I want to kiss you. I couldn't care less about the team struggling. <laughs> oh my God. I, I couldn't care kiss less you. about the And he saw that and he's like, uh, uh oh, I'm gone. Uh, I I got a real problem yeah. here, and he he got he got his act together as far as I know. Oh, he's doing great now. He is 79 today. Uh, Brooke Shields, uh, yeah. Blue Lagoon, and uh, suddenly Susan. Remember, she had a uh, was a recent she had to go to uh, uh, physical therapy. She had a, a leg issue. Yeah, that she had trouble going up and down stairs. I think she yeah. had broken her leg or some weird thing. But yeah. Uh, she's 57 years old today. Steve from Peter, Paul, and Mary. It's Peter Yarrow's birthday oh, today. If and I had a hammer, the hammer, I'd hammer in the morning. I'd hammer a drunk Joe name. <laughs> uh, he turns 84 years old It's today. the hammer of a... I don't even know the full lyrics to that song. And then... Uh, oh, wait. Marissa has a little bit of that for All my bags are packed. I'm ready It's to a pretty go. song. It is. I'm they had some great songs. They made us sing this in, in uh, elementary school. I don't know why, but... They did pop the magic dragon, right? Yes, yes. which was a drug song. That's what they say. Yep. Uh, so anyhow, he's this 80. one is about felching. Uh, didn't know that, did you? <laughs> Wish I didn't know that ever. <laughs> didn't ever need it to. Seems know that. to be a delightful no, no, song no. about. You know, uh, listen. In some folk songs, they use uh, they use the you know um, <laughs> vagities. Yes, and yeah. and, uh, and you you never know when they're singing about felching. <laughs> you never know. Fun uh, I'm leaving on a jet plane. No idea. It's so obvious. No idea. Last birthday, Corey Hart. I wear my sunglasses at night. So, so, so. Uh, I this song and Never Surrender, two big time guilty pleasures of mine. I enjoy them. I love them to this is, day. Is there anything else he charted with? Nothing that Maybe I know. Maybe in of. Canada, right? That's where he's from, right? Yes. And uh, I, I couldn't tell you, Steve. Those are the only songs that I recall from Corey Hart at this all. Is a huge hit. And he turns uh, sixty years old today. By the way, all right. We'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Then we have somebody we're going to talk to real quick. Nice. Um, how many in the original Star Wars when Obi Wan is hiring Han and Chewie to the can in the cantina? How many credits does he offer to pay them? Two one five two six three WMMR. We will go to Jeff for the answer. Hey Jeff. Yeah. All right, Jeff. How many credits does Obi Wan hire Han and Chewie with? Yeah, seventeen thousand. Yes, that is correct. That is correct. He says, we will pay you 2000 now, plus 15 when we reach Alderaan. I have 10 Wendy's gift certificates. <laughs> <laughs> he was using them as currency. Yeah, right, yeah. I had no idea. You could use these at any Wendy's in the galaxy. All right, that is correct. So hang on the line. We're going to set you up, buddy. You got a $150 Fogo to show. Gift card Fogo is a culinary experience in the best place to discover new favorites like their new bone-in ribeye and bone-in double-cut pork chops as part of the full Tresco experience. You can make a reservation uh, for Center City or King of Prussia at Fogo.com. All right. One of the things we did not get to do because we were live at Keenan's on Friday was to talk to our coolest teacher. And we want to make sure that we absolutely have a chance to give each and every person that has chosen shot. an opportunity to hop on and say a thing or two. So it was uh, from Upper Dublin High School, Mr. Michael. And we have gotten the proper pronunciation. Blygen. 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 Uh, please welcome Mr. Blygen hey. to the show this morning. Mr. Blygen, hey, how are you? 
I'm doing very well. How are you guys? Good. Doing? All right. Let me see. Let me see how bad I butchered your name. First of all, <laughs> Michael is spelled M Y C H A E L. Is that Michael or is that Michael or? Oh, uh, so it's just Michael. Is uh, I was a player for the Lakers, Michael Thompson, and so it's named after him. Got, all right, I got that right. But Blygent, how many different pronunciations on a regular basis do you get when people read your name out loud? Oh yeah. man, there's Bligan. <laughs> there's uh. Blygen, uh, there's <laughs> yeah. tons. I try to tell them it's just Mary J. Blige with an N on the end. That's I it. like that. It's an easy way to do it. That is it. <laughs> uh, Michael, what, and do you teach history? I do, yes. I do uh, history. Okay. And uh, how long have you been at Upper Dublin? I've been at Upper Dublin for the last seven years. Nice. And yeah. already the most popular teacher. How about that? Yeah. Only that's, takes... a, that's the rumor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how long have you been uh, in the teaching uh, field, Michael? I've been doing this for about 15 years. I started out in Philly, uh, and then I switched to Upper Dublin in about 2015. Nice. What are you guys? What are you guys covering uh, in history towards the end of the semester now? Ah, uh, so it's uh, interesting. So one class, my Rise of Modern America, which is my ninth grade, we do uh, everything from the 1920s to the 1940s. Oh, so cool. kind of the lead up to World War II, we do a little bit of Great Depression, a little bit of New Deal, and we just try to get the kids to understand how those things affect modern day society. It was a Great Depression, wasn't it? Was, what a Great Depression. <laughs> was that the, here's, here's how very little I yeah. remember from history. Was that the Gilded Age, or did that come right before the... You know uh, what? You're close, you're close. The Gilded Age does impact it. It's about a 20-year difference, but in history terms, that's a short time. Yeah, right. that's your, it's your, yes. Good, good call. I retained that from eighth grade. Yes, believe it or not. So some of that stuff, some of that stuff does stick, Michael. How do you? What? What? As far as doing your job, and uh, clearly the the students hold you in high regard, or they wouldn't have voted for you. But I mean, you're teaching history, and and this is a question I love asking the teachers. How do you get the kids to engage in this? Uh, you make it relatable to them. You know, the story of history is great. And so for me, as a historian, I love it. But the kids are not. So you make sure it relates to their personal life. And then you make sure that they're building a skill on it while they're doing it so that they're learning how to create an argument or they're creating some type of presentation or they're creating some type of product. That yes. And then show off. So the skill is not just learning the history, but it's also skills that they can use outside in their normal life. And, Michael, it has to help for them to know that you can always fail them. Correct? Is that part of it? <laughs> you, you try not to use that. Give the yeah, I guess that would be a bad way to motivate. That's why you're the most popular teacher, and I'm not. <laughs> hey, how was uh, how was this year? You know, uh, over uh, trying to get back to normal uh, post COVID. I mean, we're still we're flirting with COVID, but uh, how were things uh, this year? I'm not gonna lie, as um, it's difficult. You know, especially yep. for guys I work with and girls I work with. It's just been, it's been tough. Uh, and for the kids, too, it's a transition back from a type of freedom that they never had to now in school every day on yep. the, uh, the eight to three basis. But uh, we're making it through. Everything's improving. And it's getting back to that normal, of, you know, social interacting and feeling comfortable within the school setting. So it's, it's getting better. And, Michael, okay. you guys started off the school year with that tornado hitting the school and, yep. and causing some serious damage. So I, I'm sure on some levels you guys are just you're ready to end this particular school year, aren't you? Absolutely. But, you, you know, the one thing I always say is you take the lessons that you learn from those tough times and you apply them to the good times and you make sure that, you know, you're prepared and you're stronger than you've ever been. It's like uh, the Great it's Depression. Depression is bad, but they made it great. Yeah, there you go. They I like made the connection. It. They made it great. <laughs> uh, well, Michael, it's just a little token. It's from the students. We are going to give you the coolest teacher of the year, coffee mug and T-shirt as a keepsake. And we want you to keep... Uh, awesome. uh, Keep doing great work and, and have uh, the best summer you can, okay? 
All right. Thank you so much. Uh, can I just say two things real quick? Sure. Uh, to my other Dublin staff, love you guys. Uh, to Casey, Stu says he still hates you. Whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, a shout out to my man, Brian Capps, because he wanted me to say, you know, because we were playing basketball this morning. He was like, make sure you tell him Brian said hey. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Mid- students, I love you guys. Students, I love you guys. That's Thank great. You so much. Mission accomplished. Thank you, Mr. Obligin, guys. Yeah. Mr. Obligin, take Obligin, care. Man. We'll see you. And uh, and who still <clears throat> hates Casey? Stu. Stu still Stu. hates yeah, Casey. Yeah. Okay. You know, here's a funny little, a little <laughs> connection we uh, made a, might have missed as well. Uh, that we played the Joe Namath clip. Yeah. In that uh, report, Joe Namath was uh, speaking with Susie Colber. Susie Colber graduated from Upper <laughs> Dublin High School. Shut up. Yeah. Isn't that bizarre? Oh and my this God. year, Joe yeah. Namath gave their commencement. Right? That is funny. Wow. Okay. Uh, anyhow, up next is Springfield High School in Monco. You guys get to vote. All right. Uh, text word teacher to the 39333. And hopefully we'll be talking to somebody tomorrow morning uh, and find out who that teacher is. What am I missing? That was Mr. Blygen was from last week, right? Yes. Right. Okay. And then we were going to talk to somebody else today, too? No. I, um... Okay. Had the numbers mixed off. We are so good to go. All right, good to go. Excellent. All right. Back to entertainment. Yes, let's get to the entertainment news. We're going to start with this. Johnny Depp seemed to get out of Fairfax, Virginia in the second that he could. He performed a surprise UK concert just days uh, after his and Amber Heard's legal teams delivered their closing arguments. Actually, he did it twice. I think he performed again last night, but yeah. on Sunday... He appeared on stage at a gig in Sheffield, England, where he joined Jeff Beck on his UK tour. Isn't Beck like one of his best buds? I don't know. I think that's the story, yeah. Maybe so. Uh, The duo played several covers throughout the night, most notably jamming on Marvin Gaye's What's Going On and John Lennon's Isolation. Uh, Johnny seemed particularly pumped up while singing Isolation, which he and Beck had released their own version of in 2020. Isolation? Uh, what's That's that? That's Depp call. Isolation. Isolation. Uh, Depp's performance of Beck comes a day after another English legend may have signaled support for the Pirates of the Caribbean actor. Uh, during a Saturday night performance in Orlando, Paul McCartney mm. had aired a clip from the 2012 music video for My Valentine, which features Depp and Natalie Portman. Uh, while Paul did not address the trial directly, many took the visual as a symbol of his support for the actor. Uh, Friday had marked the last day of Depp and Heard's trial, and jurors are now responsible for deciding whether Heard did defame her former spouse. In 2018, op-ed she wrote for the Washington Post. Be curious to see how this plays out. It's all centered around that op-ed. That was that's the the flashpoint of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what got everyone's or his uh, underwear twisted up. So jury's getting to work on that, and hopefully we'll have uh, some information soon. Huh. Uh, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson are now twinning Aww. as they both recently dyed their hair platinum blonde. God, I can't get enough of them. Uh, she posted videos of the couple with their matching hairstyles to Instagram stories on Sunday night, showing them sharing a smooch as well. Kathy, would you ever shave your head to be just like Dennis? No. <laughs> uh, and by the way, whose idea do you think this oh, was? Oh, that was cl- clearly Kim Kardashian. Uh, of course, absolutely. Did you dye your hair blonde? Uh, Kim. Yeah, you- sure. Recently went blonde in honor of uh, Marilyn Monroe, Monroe, whose dress she wore to the Met Gala. Davidson followed suit shortly after his final episode of Saturday Night Live. In the videos, Kardashian is using a filter that gives her little devil horns. That's adorable. Uh, well, uh, Pete <laughs> sticks out his tongue. Which and, is disgusting. And then the couple showcased a little PDA with a kiss. Some are comparing them to Courtney and Travis at this point because... Like you were saying, Kathy, Courtney is all of a sudden turning into yep. a punk rocker yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. 
Uh, and it's funny to watch couples as they take on each other. It's like others. when you get a dog. You, you, do, you start to resent. Like, is that the case? They say the dog yeah. resembles you, you the You start to look like the dog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, let me ask you something, Kathy, with Pete Davidson and this this sparse facial hair that, that's about as much as he can grow. <laughs> is that attractive on any guy? No, you. I mean, you're asking the wrong person. I hate facial hair as it is, yeah. even if it is well grown. All right, Marissa, you like beards. I do like all facial hair. I do not like his. Right. Okay. This is this. If you if if nature has told you you can't grow a full beard, <laughs> so right? Stop it. Stop it. it. Yep. Stop it. Uh, Norm Macdonald's final final comedy special, Nothing Special, is now streaming on Netflix. Uh, the comedian passed away in September uh, after a private nine year battle with leukemia. Of course. Uh, Netflix writes in the opening credits for Nothing Special, we are honored to bring you Norm Macdonald's last special, followed by reactions of commentary from a few of his special friends. David Letterman, Dave Chappelle, Molly Shannon, Conan O'Brien, Adam Sandler, and David Spade all paid tribute to the late comedian. Uh, The title card reads, Norm was working hard preparing material for his Netflix special until COVID shut things down. In the summer of 2020, he was scheduled to undergo a procedure and, as he put it, didn't want to leave anything on the table in case things went south. Uh, Sandler had commented on McDonald's material saying it looked like he just wanted to get everything out. And he added that it features a more gentle norm huh. in this particular one. So, uh, yeah, so Steve, you can check that today. Yeah, no, I definitely want to see it that. It is out. Uh, Jerry Bruckheimer has plenty to celebrate over Memorial Day weekend, literally watching the long-awaited sequel to 1986's Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick, beat his previous domestic box office opening record for the holiday, which was set by 2007's Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. And it easily won the record Memorial Day opening at the box office with 156 million, unseating Pirates Pirates 3's $153 million opening. Biggest opening for Tom Cruise ever. Um, so why the world had to wait 36 years for this? Well, it all boiled down to Joseph Kaczynski's pitch to the superstar during the production of Mission Impossible Fallout. Bruckheimer said this was the time that it was going to happen. Uh, he was, uh, talking about why the sequel arrived now in theaters versus, say, one or two decades ago. He said it never really got that close. We never had a script. We never had ideas. Joe went to Paris where Tom was shooting Mission Impossible. He had a look book and a poster, and he wanted to make sure to do everything right, including shooting the jets with the actors. And apparently, uh, that kind of lit a fire under Tom. He said Tom uh, called the head of Paramount, and that started the ball rolling right away. Could you imagine, because he recounted the story, he said he, he literally got on the phone, called the head of Paramount, and said, Preston, we're making a new Top Gun movie. Like, that star power. When oh, you're, yeah. yeah, like you're ordering a pizza. Yep. Uh, on the first Top Gun, uh, there was a push to shoot the actors flying in live jets as well, he said. But uh, apparently, uh, the producers said their eyes rolled back in their heads. They couldn't handle the G-force. Uh, the only footage was some of Tom. Uh, given that experience, it's why Cruz devised a flight program on the sequel whereby the performers were trained to tolerate the G-force in three different aircrafts before manning the F-18s. Uh, so in regards to sequels to other legacy franchises, Bruckheimer says he's still working on another feature follow-up to National Treasure, even though there is a series in the works at Disney+. Plus, I enjoyed those movies. I liked the first one. The yeah, second yeah. one got a little little bit more ridiculous, which is kind of the way things go right, when, right. It, when sequels pop up. But I did really like that first movie. Uh, he's also producing the Disney Plus movie Young Woman and the Sea, starring Daisy Ridley, about Trudy Ederly, or uh, Ed Durrell, I think is how you say the name, who in 1926 was the first woman to swim across the English Channel. And he's also beginning to focus on the next Beverly Hills Cop Netflix movie starring Eddie Murphy. Hmm. 
Uh, as far as a third Top Gun goes, for now, he says, uh, there's nothing immediate. Let's just ride this wave. It's really, you could stop at this one. Uh, they're not, because it was a juggernaut. But the way they um, rejoined the story, and I thought did um, right by that first story, and made it much better. This this is a, if you were sort of a, uh, you thought the original Top Gun was okay, you're really going to enjoy this one. They really did everything right. Yeah, it's on my list. I yeah. definitely want to see it. Uh, People reports that Maid actress Margaret, Margaret Qualley and singer-songwriter Jack Antonoff have gotten engaged. What? Uh, many were speculating about the couple's engagement. That's yeah. Lena Dunham's ex. Uh, when Qualley showed up at the Cannes Film Festival to promote the stars at noon last week, Wearing a diamond ring. Oh, my God. How do you get these incredible tidbits? And apparently it struck you. My ear to the ground. Keep you to the ground. Ear Just like a bird when it's ground. listening for worms. Uh, so, and Margaret Qualley is, um, whose daughter? Oh, Andy uh, McDowell. Uh, Andy McDowell. Yeah. Well, and they, they were, they're both in Made. And in fact, Andy McDowell plays her mother. Who Her mother is, has all sorts of issues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, e! News reports that former Bachelorette Michelle Young is fed up with the rumors. Uh, she's taken, I can't take it. Taken to her Instagram stories on Monday, she shared that she and uh, Nate Olakoya are still engaged. She said, there's a video circulating of me on a rooftop this weekend, and I'm not wearing my engagement ring. And what I will have to say is to the person who is paying close enough attention to catch that moment, you also had to be paying close enough attention to see one of my friends briefly remove my engagement ring mm. to try it on yeah. and then place it back on my finger. Goddamn right. She said, just a friendly reminder that Nate and I, we are human beings, not a zoo exhibit. So you can shut your butthole. That's that's kind of what she's saying. Shut your butthole. I found is. her, uh, I found the, I ended up catching a bit of this iteration and uh, Everyone was unrelentingly boring. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, this was sad news to see. Actor Bo Hopkins, famous from American Graffiti and other 70s cult classic films, has passed away. His wife, Cian, shared the sad news saying uh, Bo had passed away a few weeks ago at a hospital in Van Nuys, California after suffering a heart attack. Uh, he had some <clears throat> legendary roles throughout his seven-decade career, mostly carving out uh, a rep as a supporting actor and a great on-screen villain yeah. or scoundrel, especially in American Graffiti. He played Joe, the leader of the Pharaoh's <laughs> greaser gang at the center of the flick. But he's he's the the lead of the gang, but he's also, he's got a bit of a heart. Like, um, he, he makes Richard Dreyfuss do some, um, you know, uh, things that are illegal, but at the end of it all... He, uh, he, he, you know, he gives him the jacket and the whole thing and makes yep. him a pharaoh. Yep. Uh, he'd already been making a name for himself in earlier films, including a standout performance in The Wild Bunch. Uh, he was also in Midnight Express, The Getaway, A Small Town in Texas, Tentacles, and White Lightning, just to name a few. Tentacles was the one he won the Oscar for. I, yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't remember that. octopus. Uh, he also had a lot of TV roles as well. He appeared on Hawaii Five-0, Mod Squad, Bonanza, Gunsmoke, Manhunter, Barnaby Jones, The Rockford Files, God. Charlie's Angels, The Fall Guy, Dynasty, Murder, She Wrote, and others. Now, I have a little Bo Hawkins story. Did you meet Bo Hopkins? No, but so here's the deal: the house when a uh, short time, we, for four years, we lived in South Carolina, and at the time, Dynasty was huge. Yes, and Bo Hopkins got a role on Dynasty, right, a recurring role. And around that time, our neighbors that lived kind of behind us, another street over, but their their backyard backed up to ours. So they had a tennis court. They were like rich people. Okay, yeah. So they had a tennis court, mansion people, and they were friends with Bo Hopkins, 
and I watched him play tennis really? on the tennis court in our backyard. Mr. Hopkins, <laughs> it's been an honor to watch you play tennis. I didn't, I didn't go over and say anything, yeah. but it was like all the buzz. Wow. In this tiny little Greenwood, South Carolina, where we that, lived. On a network that, show? A guy that was on a network show. And Dynasty? Yeah. A huge show? Yeah, so that was my little Bo Hopkins moment. Na- Do you think that's what got you into radio? It probably yeah. was. I probably saw everybody that was... <laughs> Around the streets, I want watching that. him play tennis got me all excited. I want Bo Hopkins playing tennis in my backyard. By the way, he <laughs> he also he kept working well into the two thousands. Uh, sometimes doing uh, voice acting. Uh, for the most part, though, he stuck with his gunslinging characters. His last job, I did not know this, was in twenty twenties. Hillbilly Elegy. Oh, uh, opposite Glenn Close and Amy Adams. That is a Ron Howard film. So still, you know, all the way up to to the very end. There, it's working. a depressing movie. So good for him. He was eighty years old. So a nice long life for him. Uh, I loved seeing this story yesterday. Uh, my daughter and I have been watching Stranger Things. Uh, we're so, it, it, we're so into it. We watched earlier this month all three seasons and the third season twice. Just to get ready for this, so we are we're yeah. all in, and thanks to season four, Kate Bush's hit song "Running Up That Hill" has finally made its way to the top of the charts for the first time ever. It only took thirty-seven years to get there. It's always been one of my favorite songs, it, uh, it, and and to see it get this kind of a success because of the show is so awesome. Well, and it's uh, and it's used. It's very important in in the show. And uh, have you watched how, how far in are you? We're five episodes. Okay, There's yeah, two likewise. more left. Yeah, yeah. And so it's very important in the show, and it was so cool. And I actually got choked up when they were using it. Yeah, it was just done so well. Uh, so yeah, it was. Um, the uh, the track originally recorded in 1985 soared to num- the number one spot on iTunes and landed on streaming charts for the first time. It currently sits at number 106 on Spotify's Top 200. That's cool. With 1,099,174 plays. Uh, the Stranger uh, Things 4 soundtrack, which also features Talking Heads, Kiss, The Beach Boys, and among others, is the number five spot on iTunes' Top 200 albums. Um, so it's cool. Uh, running up that hill is uh, involved with um, the character Max on the show, uh, and it might be her favorite song. But she isn't the only Kate Bush fan among the cast of Stranger Things. Uh, Winona Ryder uh, apparently accessorizes her premiere look with a Kate Bush pin and called the English singer songwriter a hero of mine. She said, "I've been obsessed with her since I was a little girl. I've also been uh, for the last seven years." Dropping hints on the set, wearing my Kate Bush T-shirts, and I don't know if you did this, but in my school, you had to dress down for PE, and sometimes I just wouldn't. I just sit there with my headphones, listening to her. She's a hero of mine, so she's got to be happy about it's that. It's used really well in this series. They they do a lot with music, um, you know. Uh, uh, you, but you just recently watched them all, so uh, yeah, they incorporated all... throughout the entire run of the series. In fact, Corey Hart. Uh, yeah. gets it's a big treatment in uh, in season three. Does he? Uh, yeah, they, there's a scene at the beginning of one of the. It might be the very first episode where uh, Mike is singing to Eleven, and he's singing uh, "Never Surrender." Well, that's and right. He's laughing at it. Yeah. Also, a never ending story. Uh, yes, that theme in the, the end of season three, and the uh, Peter Gabriel cover of Heroes. I love that version of that song. That was the last episode of season three. Yes. Yeah, it was. It was incredible. And by the way, this season, brutal. I mean, oh, like, really? oh my god! I haven't dived in yet. Like, it gets way violent and uh, and scary. Yes, it is. It, it is the most horrifying. Yes. of the collective. It's also, uh, Preston. Um, they pull these support characters and these new characters out. The Dungeons and Dragons dude. Yeah, 
He's is great. such a cool character. I agree. And I they agree. managed to make them all gel instantly. It's worth your time. Uh, Entertainment Tonight reports that the first looks, first photos of Bradley Cooper on the set of uh, the Netflix biopic Maestro, uh, where he is playing an older and younger version of conductor Leonard Bernstein, have hit. You would not recognize him one. You would recognize him more as Rocket Raccoon than you would. <laughs> yeah. 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 Whoa. Jesus. Yeah, it's oh unbelievable. Uh, and he's great. He, and he takes on a passion project like this. He dives all in, so it should be pretty cool. His vocal delivery, though, for the character is as Rocket <laughs> Raccoon. Yeah. Which I think is going to be jarring, right? Yeah. No. Steve, I pulled up this article. I thought it was a stock photo footage of, of <laughs> Leonard Bernstein. And it's Bradley Cooper. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then one last thing. Uh, I don't know much other than this, but according to Deadline... Uh, Leslie Mann and Tim Robbins have both left Amazon Studios thriller uh, The Power. Now, I don't know what that's about. What? But those are two big names yes. to bail on a project. Both roles will be recast and their scenes will be reshot. There's got to be a reason behind that. Yeah, you don't have two majors no. walk out like that. I do not know why as of yet. All right, uh, we are ready for clips. We're going to start with this one. Inspired by Star Trek, the Orville follows crew of the USS Orville as they face dangers and wonders from outer space while dealing with problems of everyday life. And then this clip, Seth MacFarlane shares why this is his dream project. Why did you come to L.A.? And it, this this is really the project that, that brought me out here. It's it's the one that uh, is, I think, closest to my heart. It's it's um, it, it combines sci-fi and comedy, two things, two genres, which I've great affection for and I have yet to work in the sci-fi genre and so it's, an, it's, it's, it's kind of reinvigorated uh, me as a writer and I've had a I, I don't think I've had this much fun in years writing scripts uh, the third season of the Orville premieres Thursday on Hulu next clip Maisie Williams plays Pamela Rook in the all-new series Pistol, which follows the story of the infamous band, the Sex Pistols, as they change music and culture forever. Cool. In this clip, she talks about what her transformation to the character was like. But for me, I'd never really played a character where I had such a physical transformation. You know, I bleached my eyebrows, bleached my hair. So it was, um, yeah, it really felt like something to center myself every day and, and find who Jordan was. And I really appreciated that. I've never been able to rely on that. That sort of physical transformation. Play you. Uh, Pistol premieres today on Hulu. Should you feel the need <gasps> to check that out? It's too much. So I'm getting backlogged again. Oh, me with too. Shows big time. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Stop it. Stop being entertaining. And that is what to have in the entertainment report for you this morning. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, we remind you that Springfield High School, Monco, you guys get to vote next for coolest teacher of the year. Let's find out who that is. Text the word teacher to 39333. We'll send you the voting link, and then we'll give you till tomorrow about 6 a.m. to vote for that teacher. When we return, who knows what's going to happen. Although, I do need to mention this. It's Tattoos Day. Yes! It feels like Monday. No, I know. It's Tattoos Day. If you want to win a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, text the word tattoo to 39333. We'll see if you win by the end of the show. Back in a moment. We're digging through our favorite MMRBQ moments. From that epic shot of Dave Draymond hanging out backstage with Living Color to PR kicking off the summer concert series. I want to salute the great lawn people. By rubbing his toes in the lawn. Make some noise! All of our favorite photos, videos, and interviews are waiting for you now at WMMR.com. There was a uh, story from last week we didn't get a chance to talk about. I was looking for it in my junk drawer and I didn't see it, but... um, 
there was a uh, a man who was shopping with his son, and it was uh, I'm not sure. I think it was in Japan. Yeah, it was in Japan. It was in a in a toy store, and they had. Um, Large, I believe they were either Teletubbies or like a, like a Pikachu or something like that, made out of yes, like think, a ceramic, yeah, like really well made displays. Yep. I think it was a Pokemon, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and this kid apparently uh, knocked it over and broke it, like smashed it. And what the guy didn't know, the dad didn't know, is it was like five thousand dollars. Yeah, it was like a, this five seven thousand dollar thing. And uh, uh, sorry, you got to pay for it. Yeah. Now they went back and they ended up watching video, and the kid wasn't. He didn't. It wasn't like playing around with it or something right, like yeah. that. He had he like just knocked it he had leaned on it or something along those lines, and so he, you know, he knocked it over. And it but broke. I would imagine like bigger stores. I don't know where they are. They have some sort of insurance that if something like that happens, you're not going to make the parent pay for a thousand dollar ceramic uh, Pikachu. I've heard stories of like you know again. I mean, I've seen you, the, the, the old adage is you you break it, you no, bought it, right? You yeah. break, you buy it. And I've seen that at like smaller stores, like right. especially if they sell glass items, like you know, especially down the shore, like some of those um, you know little shops down sure, there. If you yeah. take the kids in, like right. you can see everybody tense up and like there's a little sign says you break it, you buy it. Mm-hmm. I can see you can see the owners like if you walk in, and so we don't have kids, but when people come in with like small kids. Into places like that, like in New Hope. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I know. Oh, my words before I go in are don't touch anything. Yeah. yeah. No, and I, even I get nervous around yeah, stuff yeah. like that. If there's like, <laughs> if there's uh, shelves with like hundreds of plates or, or you know, s- s- fragile things. Yeah. Like I, I purposely, I bring my arms in closer to my yeah. body. As I walk along, likewise, I try to shrink myself up as much as possible because I know I'm just going to. Could I have some help, please? Yeah, because you're terrible. Because you know you could walk if you were to go. You know the way you normally go through. You knock over one thing, you're looking at three or four hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You know. I mm-hmm. see Jace's eyes though. Like I watch him, and he's like, "Oh, mom," and and he, what's this? And like he wants to touch it. You know, so that's yeah. his way of being like, "Oh, what, what?" I was just asking what it was. I wanted to see what it was. <laughs> oh, I didn't Don't touch it. Down. Uh, Don't touch it. Kill you. It's Ten thousand dollars. So I definitely want to hear the "you broke it, you bought it" stories. Two one five two six three WMMR. Whether it was you or your kid or whatever, because we've all had that happen. Um, so I don't know if she ever had to buy it. She might actually be listening right now. But um, I had a, a friend who was at a store and there was um, in the middle of the store was a nail polish set up. And she I think she tripped and fell and she fell into the nail polish and all of the nail polish shattered on the floor broke. Wait, she pretended like she was passed out. She didn't want to get up. Shut so up. she pretended like she was like knocked out. Oh, oh that's great. And so when they got uh, her up, oh, that's, yeah, I'm great. Like, oh my God. I'm pretending I passed yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She said it's the the whole um store smelled like nail polish. She didn't know what to do. And so like her friends like escorted her out and she pretended like she was like no. super hurt. Meanwhile, they got into the car and they were like hysterical laughing. Did she just say things like, I hope the baby survives? <laughs> oh my God. I was well. What I was going to ask, and I've never done this myself, is if you've ever broken something and then try to like hide it Put on it a shelf, <laughs> you know, underneath other yeah. things, or shove it way in the back. Oh right! But that's a much better oh, yeah. story. Yep. Mm-hmm. You oh, pretend you just pretend. pretend. That's good advice, though. If you break something, pretend you passed out. <laughs> By the way, uh, uh, a side subject from this, but uh, whenever you see a movie or a TV show and somebody's walking through the store and there's an elaborate display yes. of some kind of a pyramided... You know what's going to happen. You know what's yeah, happening, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> it's like the guys in the movies who have 
large panes of glass that they're walking yes. across the street with those yep. suction things, yep. you know it's going to happen. Uh, all right, let me get some calls here. I'm going to go with uh, Kyle. Hey, Kyle, good morning. Hey, Mom, turn the radio down. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Kyle? Hey, what's going on? So what if a guy threw a shoe at me? Good morning, guys. I, uh, when, we were, when I was a little kid, the local grocery store had like this big, huge display of tomato sauce. They had this like huge family-sized jar. And like any other kid, I'd get lost in the grocery store and wander around. And it was back in the day when your parents didn't care. They kind of hoped that one of one or two of you wandered off. Right. And I knocked over this. It had to have been gallons of, of <laughs> pasta sauce into the aisle of the grocery oh, store. Oh, man. And these are glass and, containers? Oh, yeah. And I'm five, so I think I could just brush it aside and clean it up. Nobody will know. So. <laughs> I, I come back to find my mom holding broken pieces of glass with pasta sauce all over my hands. Oh, man. Oh, she must have thought you were bleeding out. That's what she thought. She yeah. said, oh, my God, what's blood? What's pasta sauce? Like, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was horrifying. <gasps> hey, Kyle, did they make, did they make your, your folks pay for it? Or was there any sort of, uh, I, did they kick your ass out of the store? What happened? I think they looked at our family funny after that because they knew we were the pasta people. But I don't, I'm not sure if they made her pay for it. But if they did, it was probably a couple hundred dollars worth of stock. So that would be something where they made this, like, Kathy, you talk about having insurance. And, and I, I think yeah. you're right. For the most part, insurance will cover a lot of this stuff. But also, what what if it's something that, you know, that the store is made or it's a one of a kind or, you know, a display? All right, I do, I do have this story. It's a little bit off topic, All but right. it does involve uh, breaking something, and I, I had already paid for it, but, and this is me as a full-grown adult. Uh, I had gone to a liquor store, and I had bought a bottle of gin, okay? Yeah. And I was, uh, uh, why did I go back? And Anyway, I think I had already paid for it, and I, and I forgot something. I came back into the store, and I was in the back of the store, and I dropped it, and it just shatters. And I've already paid for it. And I'm like, oh, oh you got to be Maybe I went outside and dropped it. Anyhow, I dropped this, and I was like, yeah. I was like Bluto in Animal House. Right, yeah. When they dropped the booze, I like, oh! Oh! <laughs> I just paid for this bottle. And I bring it back in. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, can you fix this? Do it. Can you fix this? <laughs> no, but what they told me, and I did not know that with alcohol like that, uh, as long as the seal on the, uh, uh, the, oh, the, cap? the cap was not broken, uh-huh. they could take it and give me another one. Huh. Really? So they yeah. Did? Uh, yeah, so they gave me uh-huh. another one. So, so as, as long as that seal was not broken, that proved that you didn't drink some out of it and go, oops, right. I dropped it and I need a new one. Uh, that they could uh, they could give me. So they didn't see you with the straw in the parking lot. Right, right. <laughs> I, I made a little hole. I was at a store uh, just this past weekend at the beach. It was kind of like terrain, Kathy. Think about it, where it's like it has all these cute like knickknacks yeah. and brick bracks and kitchen things. Um, plus, you can get lunch there. So while you order, you go and you shop around, and it's beautiful, like pottery and dishes. Everything is breakable. Yeah. And in the end, it's very tight aisles, and there's lots of things on the floor. So there's not just like things on tables. But this woman leaned in, and she must have kicked a stand that was set up under the table, and it just started shattering. But oh it wouldn't God. stop shattering. There was at least yeah. like <laughs> nine dishes that fell. Once in those but, displays, once it's like that, they're going. Here's the only thing I think she had going for it. It was definitely like all high school kids that were working there, and everyone was like, "What to do? Right. Sorry, well, enjoy your macaroons." You, I get so <laughs> nervous when I'm at Cracker Barrel and you're in that store mm-hmm. part, 
And I remember one time, Preston, I knocked over a Mel Tillis CD <laughs> and cracked the jewel case. Oh, and I was God. like, oh, my God, no. this must be worth, I don't know, a buck, right? Oh, God. Here's a text that says, uh, knocked over a saxophone off of a stand in a Sam Ash while test driving a bass guitar. Bent the horn into an oval shape upon impact. $2,700 later, guess what I own now? Oh, my God. Oh my God. So what is the what are the what are the parameters of of um, the the law or insurance coverage? What what are they within their rights to exact from you if you are responsible for breaking something they deem? In other words, are they compelled to go? Is it like when you get into an accident and you decide, Kathy, like your situation? Are we going to go through insurance or? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Can, can you do it outside of that? I had the same question. What happens if you get in an accident when you're test driving a car? That's a good question. You bought um, it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you dig it? You bought it? I think you sign up for their insurance policy when you take yeah. the car off the lot. I, um, don't quote me on that. But I, I think, like, in order to do a test drive, you have to sign something that says you are somewhat culpable I promise not to break right. it. Yeah. Right. Uh, we're going to calls. Uh, you broke it. You bought it. Two one five two six three WMMR. I have uh, Laura on the line. Hey, Laura. Good morning. Good morning. If yeah. I had a hammer, <laughs> I'd hammer in the morning. I'd beat you with the hammer. <laughs> then I'd flee town. What's up, Laura? <laughs> um, so recently at a pet store in Harleysville, um, I, I won't know which name one. Names. I know yes. which one. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. Um, we live very close to it, and I took my dog in there to buy dog food, thinking I would spend 30 or $40, and uh, he peed on the entire display rack of handmade raincoats for dogs, <laughs> and the lady was so pissed. Now, mind you, if it was, like, a bigger box store, like PetSmart or something, like, they probably would have been like, oh, you know, they have right. cleanup stations, have a great day. No, this lady was pissed. <laughs> she gave me, like, the devil eyes, and she's like, well, now we can't sell them, blah, blah, blah. So they made me buy a $50 dog rain jacket. So if anyone is in the market for <laughs> Now, a, 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 a rain jacket, all moisture right? of any type should run, should run off right it. off of that. Yeah. And, I know. And by, and the, by the way, how do, you, how do you home make, what do you, knit a rain you ever well, seen like, knitted hand, raincoats? It's handsome to fit a dog. I mean, but I mean they're probably not mass-producing raincoats for dogs. But, I mean, as, as Preston points out, it's usually some sort of water-repellent material. material. that's why I was so pissed. Because <laughs> I was like, just wipe it off. Just pour off, wipe the damn thing. How many did but you have no. to buy, Laura? Uh, three. So you spent 150 bucks I on raincoats. And and also, you're bringing an animal into a store, and they know that from time to time, They're an animal pee. might do something like that. Yeah. You, as a human being, have very little control over that. That's why Petco has the Fabergé <laughs> eggs up on a higher shelf. Right. Exactly. Yeah, well, that so sucks, they Laura. Have, they have since moved that display rack, by the way. Yeah. I have been in there since. I thought I would never show my face there again, but I have. You have um, to. And they moved, yeah, they moved the display rack to a more higher up. Which they should have been in the first place. In the first place, yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, thank Enjoy you, Laura. Enjoy the raincoats. Yeah, yeah, hope, hope for rain. <laughs> Anyone's in the market for raincoats. Get to use them. <laughs> uh, let's go to Keith next. Hey, Keith, good morning. Hey, what's up? Yeah, Bob, what's going on? 
So it was like 1999 when those Dell computers came out that were all different colors. Yes. So, um, right. And they were probably like, what, like $1,000 when they came out, right? Maybe. Yeah. I put that okay. about that price. Yeah, yeah I think you're on, on the, the right path. So um, we ride our bikes up to the Best Buy, look at video games, not even really look at them. And they're all on these shelves. My buddy is a moron and goes, wait, does the shelf pull out? So he tries to pull it out, and all these computers fall behind, like, two shelves and oh, smash. There's also, like, CD players on there, like, heavy stuff. Of course. Just smashes. <laughs> all of them broke. So managers come over. They grab us up, and they're like, hey, man, like, where's your parents? <laughs> uh, we don't have any. We're orphans. Oh, orphans. <laughs> We're orphans. And, uh, I'm Batman. They're, they're, like, naming off prices, like, like it's the years. Like, they're going, yeah, that's, like, 1977. That's, so it's coming to, like, $8,000. Which I thought I'd never see that money in my life. <laughs> so we're like, all right, well, can we call our parents? And they're like, so you're orphans, dude, whatever. <laughs> so um, as we're walking to the office, my friends is like, time to go. And we just dip, get on our bikes. And, like, I've never been back to Deford. So. <laughs> you've never been back to Deford. entire town behind you. <laughs> Even though you've grown up into an adult. Uh, so you guys just bolted. Yeah. 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 So, like, I, I that's probably why Best Buy's going out of business. Probably. <laughs> 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 what you did in 1999. That's pretty good, man. Oh, my <laughs> God, Keith. I love that story. Oh, man. And listen, as a kid, you just panic, man. You just get out of there. I could totally see that. Well, when parents have, like, uh, like ultra grabby kids, and yep. you can see, you know, they, 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 they go into a store like that. I you, you see the law being laid down because, and kids are just, I mean, yeah, just grabbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, and or even um, like sm- uh, fire alarms to kids. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. If, if they can reach that, like mm-hmm. stuff like that too. Uh, here's a text. Listen, to this says my three year old thinks it's hilarious to grab candy bars off the shelf and take a bite with the wrapper on, <laughs> forcing me to buy, buy them every time. <laughs> I guess that's a way to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can, uh, you can. If you want that candy bar, <laughs> you definitely just take a bite. You're going to you, be buying. Can it. you do the same with it, like a like a like a Lamborghini? If you go to the dealership yeah, and, right, and just right. bite, yeah, chew on the. When... <laughs> I'm guilty of like smushing the candy to see if it's fresh. And then putting that one back and getting another one. Getting another fresh one. What are you doing? Not, how no. can you get a not fresh candy bar? Or like Sometimes, a pastry, yeah, or like she just Twizzlers. takes her fingers into the. Pastry. Do you do the same yeah. with the produce, like apples, and take a little bite? <laughs> nah, this is good. No, but I do tell myself that uh, no matter what the apple is, like somebody else picked over that apple. Okay, does that make sense? Like, even, while I'm spending too much time trying to pick the right apple, I'm thinking like this apple was picked over by somebody else. No, huh. I don't know what you mean. Picked over. Like somebody else, somebody passed up on it. Passed up on it. Somebody okay. else didn't take it. it wasn't home. a good one. Yes, so and how does that, how does that one. make you feel? <laughs> Preston, you want to you want to unpack this right now? I, 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 I'm not understanding. So it's you're saying that all the good apples are taken already, and you're left with the dregs. Yeah, I'm like the the second best apples are left. <laughs> These are the what if they just put them out and you've got yeah. a pick of the litter? What if you just got there? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, never you don't know. It that way. Mm-hmm. Thanks. See, this is, a moral, it around. this is a moral crisis you're going through now. God, I need to talk to you guys more often. Uh, here's a text that says, Color Me Mine sends me into a cold sweat. I loudly lectured my two children during a very crowded holiday weekend not to touch anything. 
uh, then picked up one of the largest ceramics, a... Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure what that word is. A, a Sinkan cookie jar. Flipped it upside down to see the price, oh, and no. the head flew off, oh, no. bounced twice, and then shattered. Wait, so the person did it, not the kid? Yeah, the adult. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. To get it away from the kids? Oh, my God. It wasn't so much. I love that. The cost, but the audible gasps from all the other mothers there was the worst. <laughs> that, that space, Preston, it's like when you get kicked in the balls, and that, that, that time that it freezes in time for the pain, when something like glass you drop it it has the clink clink lifts up you know for like a nanosecond and then comes back down it's always the second or third bounce on which it crashes mm-hmm. it's like god damn it uh here's a text that says regarding you break it you bought it i'm a civil attorney uh if a store puts something on display that they uh display they take the risk that something may be broken right. and there is no need to pay for it you do not have to pay for anything it gets broken unless you do it intentionally. Go take those raincoats back. <laughs> take it back. Yeah. In fact, we she takes them back. She should piss on them in front of. Her. Um, uh, I, yeah, I, so that's interesting. That's what I mean. It's part of like the the store insurance. It's like if somebody were to come into your store and get hurt, like you have, you know what I'm saying? You well, have type insurance that's going to cover. I th- I think they're saying that by what this this uh, gentleman uh, or, or woman is saying the. Um, it's because they have they have opted to put this out as a display. Um, you are absolved, you know, yeah, from I, anything having to do with, with that. that. Yeah. So you, you and he and this is uh, the, you can't be compelled to pay for this. Then, yeah, I, right. I mean, I think that's the even right if thing. your dog pissed on it. This wasn't a you break it, you buy it thing, uh, but maybe it was. Uh, Remember, we had a conversation about they they made a rule because of me. Oh <laughs> yeah, right. this says didn't break it. But I reached out and pushed the Liberty Bell when I was six, and the whole thing swung on its mount. Oh my God. Holy Jesus. Not sure that they would uh, let me take it home if I broke it, though. <laughs> well, uh, it's already broken. Like, when they they, they, when they uh, ceremonial, ceremonially ring that bell, yeah. they take a little soft mallet right. and just touch it right. to it. Like, they don't actually hit it and ring it. Yeah. So the fact that this guy reached out and pushed it and it swung, they had to have freaked out when that happened. And then they went to a cave in Hawaii. Yes, and then Vincent Price. By the way, Casey's not here today. Uh, in case you hear some mystery sounds, Marissa is doing her damnedest, doing her best uh, to wrangle the sound effects. So, um, Jace didn't break anything, but he loves cars and he loves exotic cars. And so we saw a Lamborghini parked in front of a hotel and he's like, Mom, can I go look at the headlights? He's obsessed with yeah. the front of the cars and the headlights. I said, yeah, sure, go ahead. And so he walks over, he's inspecting it. And, and then he's like, wow, he's like, this is so cool. And I'm like slightly across the street just waiting for him and as he walks around the side of the car he takes his hand and he runs it down the whole side of the car now listen not a big deal he didn't right. scratch was he holding any, keys but no but you know people who have that car like now it's yeah. like a little kid's handprint Ooh. down the whole side uh-huh. of his car i was like oh man. look i got the hood ornament mommy <laughs> yeah, yep. seriously yep. i was like that oh, used to be a thing uh, here's a text that says, uh, used to work at Walmart, broke an extremely expensive exercise equipment piece. 
Uh, I was bored out of my mind, and I was doing something I shouldn't have been doing and knocked it off the shelf and shattered a bunch of pieces on it. I put it back on the shelf, set it up so that it looks okay. Uh, Customer went to use it weeks later, and it broke instantly. (laughs) What'd you do? Customer was insanely embarrassed and was just happy no one found out it was me. Dear God, man, don't you have any sense? Oh, my God. Of how fragile things are. (laughs) Sir, sir, what are you doing? Have some respect for for the people of the store <laughs> who work diligently to make sure these things are safely displayed. Wow. You are to leave this Walmart. Well, it happens. It definitely happens. So, all right, well, thank you for the stories. We appreciate that. We do need to take a break. As I said earlier, Casey is out today, so Marissa Magnata is playing the role of Casey Boy here in our studio today, and she's handing me things to give away, and I will comply because we have tickets to see Jurassic World Dominion. Cool. Uh, we have a four-pack of tickets, and... And this screening will be Tuesday the 7th, so it'll be a week from today uh, at 7 p.m. at the UA King of Prussia, and then it hits theaters on June 10th. So uh, we'll take callers uh, 8, 9, and 10 at 215-263-WMMR, and those passes are on us. And while you're calling, you may want to text as well when you get a chance because... Uh, we have a Tattoos Day today. It's a chance for with a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing for your Preston and Steve-themed tattoo. Uh, they are located at 1729 South Street in Philly, and you can check out their artwork samples. Go to floatingworldtattoo.com or uh, do a search on the Instagram. You'll be able to check them out there, too. We'll take a break. I got some B-File stories. I think you're going to like them. We'll get to them when we return. Stay there. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Well, we may be short on one person today as Casey Boy is out, but we have a potential man of the year that's sitting directly across <laughs> from me right now. Right, Nick McElroy? That's me, man. Yeah. Potentially me, yeah. So it's the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. This is a campaign that's been going on for a few weeks. It wraps up tomorrow. Today and tomorrow are the last two days. Uh, it's a fundraising effort. Uh, LLS is just a great organization. They've helped my family out. My nephew is in remission from leukemia. My dad has multiple myeloma. Uh, and all they do is they uh, they help families that need it. They do it all free of charge. Um, so we're just trying to raise as much money as humanly possible. And if I raise the most amount of money, uh, I am declared man of the year, which is uh, silly and kind of ridiculous, but also really cool. It's a, it's, a, it's an honor to be nominated. It really is. So um, if you want to make a donation, go to PrestonAndSteve.com. It's one of the front links. Uh, or it's one of the links right on the front page. You can follow me on social media. All the information's there as well. Uh, but today and tomorrow are the last two days that you can make a donation to my man of the year campaign. And all of those, mo- all of that money, all of those dollars go right to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society right here in Philadelphia. Now, keep 
keep in mind though, with the, the extra, they're gonna need the extra money if if Nick becomes man of the year because they have to make a crown for the winner. Well, yeah, yeah. extra large. Right. Listen, there's a budget, and they they Nick's head. They don't well, exceed that budget. Right. They are actually uh, taking the United States, the ship in the uh, D- Delaware, oh. apart, and then <laughs> some of that metal will be has already been. So okay. It's about time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. been sitting there forever. It has. The band at the top of one of the smokestacks. <laughs> All right, details at WMMR.com. Let's get to the B-File. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, we're going to begin with a uh, harrowing tale that took place in Carbondale, Pennsylvania. A kidnapped woman... Uh, is safe thanks to some uh, safe thanks to some alert bank employees at a uh, Lackawanna County in Lackawanna County, Pennsylvania. Investigators say that the suspect, identified as 36-year-old Wilson Medina Garcia, locked the victim in a bedroom on Tuesday afternoon. They say that he destroyed her cell phone, then threatened to kill the woman and her children. And at some point, police say Medina Garcia took her to a title and tag store where she tried to alert workers. That she was being kidnapped. However, they did not realize that she needed help, and the woman left uh, with the suspect. Just after noon on Wednesday, police say that uh, Medina Garcia took the woman to a PNC bank mm. to take out a $5,000 loan. And according to authorities, the woman asked a bank worker for a, quote, help loan. Huh. And the employees understood that she needed help. And set oh, off the wow. silent alarm usually used in the event of a holdup. Yes. Yeah, so is, that, is that standard procedure that you say... Uh, I I don't know. I've never heard of that before. But but she a was picking loan. up on it. I don't know huh. if she, you know, like uh, made some kind a of a facial expression or something. I'm being held captive. Uh, so yeah, she hit the alarm. Police wow. arrived uh, to the bank. They arrested Medina Garcia at the scene. Officers went to the apartment where he allegedly was holding the woman captive. They found a lock on the bedroom door and a broken cell phone. So, That's amazing. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I hate to say it as many times as I get reminded of those various things and hand signals and so on and so forth. I forget them. I There's know. a lot of things that come up, like on my TikTok, that'll just teach you to, like, bump into a woman. Right. And if you, like, knock over her purse and kind of, like, give her a look, like, female to female, you kind of know something's up. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, 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 like, okay. Yeah. I, I, there, there should be some sort of set website that has all these things you can kind of go brush up on now yeah. and then. Yeah. Uh, a delivery driver had a terrifying encounter in Oklahoma City. Police were called around 3 o'clock in the afternoon in reference to an accident. When they arrived at the scene, they found an Amazon delivery truck that had crashed into a mailbox in a parked vehicle. The driver told investigators he was turning around when he drove past a man and heard something hit the floor of the truck. The victim said he looked back to see what had dropped and saw a grenade rolling around the floorboard. The dude oh, threw okay. a grenade into an Amazon yes, truck? Yes. The victim stated he just opened the driver door and jumped out without even thinking about it. Sure. because uh, And the car was still rolling. He just got out. Uh, he sustained minor injuries to his knees after hitting the ground. Uh, the victim said that he did not even put the van in park. He just let it drive off. You want to know the ironic thing? The guy bought the uh, grenade on Amazon. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> When the van crashed into the mailbox and parked the uh, uh, and parked car, the victim said that he went back to the van 
and tossed the grenade out of the van. Okay. I don't think I would have gone anywhere near the van. Just throw it out of the throw it out of the vehicle. Officers found the grenade and started removing people from their homes as a precaution. The bomb squad was called to the scene to remove the grenade. Authorities say surveillance video footage captured the suspect throwing the grenade into the victim's truck. So far, no arrests have been made in the case. And in the story I read, it didn't say if it was a dummy grenade right. or not. So that's what I was wondering. I, I don't know. And the guy may have had a real grenade. I have no idea. Wow. A man was arrested Friday after committing obscene acting uh, in a Treasure Island clothing store. This is Treasure Island, Florida. Obscene acting. Uh, it's what it says here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after committing. Now Hamlet with his pants down. Obscene <laughs> acting. Well, that's partially this. Oh, really? Police said that Gary Peter Bush, 69 years old, exposed himself near the fitting rooms of a store. The store manager saw Bush undress and expose himself before he defecated on the store's floor. Right. Just going to leave this right here. Yeah. So this the, is where you crap, right? Uh, the arrest document said that after making a mess on the store's floor, the suspect used a shirt to wipe himself. Mm. Bush was later detained by police and told officers that he went to the store to get clothes and returned to get more. The manager identified the man as uh, the suspect and uh, he was in custody. Uh, Bush faces charges for exposure of sexual organs and criminal mischief. Jesus. And then he left there and went and peed on some dog raincoats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen to this. Uh, this is pretty wild. And, and I've never heard of this before, but I guess they have to do this from time to time. But police snipers yeah. were called into the scene of a water rescue in Florida to protect divers from alligators. So I was oh watching gosh. the video of this. Did, did you see the video, Preston? Did not. So the guy's laying down prone, so they show where the alligator is, one in particular, that this sniper is sort of ready to pull the trigger on, and then the camera pans a little bit to the right, and there the guy's trying to work to get these people out of this vehicle. And it's like, Jesus Christ, you got to have balls of steel. So the Florida Highway Patrol reports a minivan was traveling on the Florida Turnpike on Friday when the driver lost control on an exit ramp over overturned, and then drove into a retention pond. A man and an elderly woman were in the vehicle. Witnesses jumped into the water to help, and authorities called dive teams to the scene along with snipers because these people were stuck in the vehicle. Yeah, yeah. So the divers pulled the victims from the water while the snipers protected all of them from the alligators in the pond. Uh, The woman and man were taken to the hospital in critical condition. It is not known if the snipers had to fire any shots or not, but they brought that in as a precaution. And there was one, there's a video that uh, I, I forget where I saw it, but it, again, the alligator's just there, floating as they float, kind of looking at everything that's yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, don't worry, I'm hanging here. Yep. It was a gaper delay, yeah. so he was just checking <laughs> exactly, it out like yeah. everybody else. So, uh, A tabernacle worth $2 million was stolen from a Catholic church in Brooklyn. Uh, the bejeweled tab- tabernacle, a container that houses the Eucharist used in the rite of communion, is irreplaceable due to its historical and artistic value. I did not know what a tabernacle was right. until this very morning. I thought it had something to do with the choir in the As Utah. in the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Correct. Uh, a, I would make that assumption as well. So this is according to the Roman uh, Catholic Diocese of Brooklyn. They uh, The heist at uh, St. Augustine Roman Catholic Church... Uh, was discovered on Saturday by Father Frank Tomino, a pastor there, who said in the statement that the tabernacle was the, quote, central focus of our church outside of worship. Where's the friggin' tabernacle? Uh, Tomino, uh, Tomino had been on his way to hear confessions at a parish up the street when he passed by St. Augustine, noticed that one of the doors was ajar. When Jeez. he went inside, 
Uh, he came across a destruction, finding Eucharist strewn about the altar. Uh, the site made him feel ill, he said, adding the statement that the Eucharist is the tabernacle, or in the tabernacle, had been used in communion for the sick and homebound. Church officials said the burglary happened Friday while police gave a wider window saying it happened between uh, Thursday and Saturday. There were no witnesses and surveillance video was not available. Although police said the tabernacle was solid gold, Father Robert Whelan said in 2013... Uh, in a program about the church, that it was solid silver coated in 18 karat gold. Two million dollars? Yeah, they, uh, because of its historical significance, right. that's part of it. So the tabernacle was finished in uh, 1895, a few years after the opening of the church. The jewels affixed to the tabernacle were donated by parishioners. Uh, who were asked at the time to bring their jewelry for its use. Diamonds and other jewels from engagement and wedding rings were used to adorn the structure. The legend is that it has Argentium in it, Preston, blessed by Jesus. For real? Yeah. Wow. All right, so anyhow, obviously they're looking for that. Uh, It sounds like a targeted, they went in expressly for that. They knew what they were going after. Yep. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. A reminder, we have Springfield High School in Montgomery County. Uh, that is up for uh, the coolest teacher vote. Uh, we talked to uh, Mr. Michael Blygen earlier this morning, uh, and we're going to find out who we talk to tomorrow via your text at Springfield High School, Monco. So make sure you text or teacher three nine three three three. Let them know in the front office so they can make an announcement about it. We'll take a break. We'll come back in just a moment or two. Make sure you stay close. We'll be right back. It's time to roll up your sleeves to help your neighbors in need. Of blood, that is. WMMR presents the 17th Annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Friday, June 24th. Two locations to choose from. The Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks or the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the South Philly Sports Complex. Make your donation appointment now at WMMR.com. Donors get the newest Fred and Steve t-shirt, a reusable tote bag from Window Nation, plus juice from Everfresh Juice. Not to mention the pride of knowing you made a difference. Appointments are required, so sign up today at WMMR.com. The 17th Annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Benefiting the American Red Cross from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. So, yeah, we did it. Uh, we went down or wherever over to North Wildwood. <laughs> And we did indeed have a live broadcast to kick off the first weekend of the summer. Not, you know, calendar summer, but nonetheless summer in our hearts. I think eventually we'll get a a, a national yeah. status. Yeah, that it starts. We're actually opening summer. Uh, but we we managed to pull it off. And I honestly, leading into, and I didn't even think about it till that morning, uh, because we had, you yeah. know, obviously a few contests planned that uh, that we needed a crowd to be a part of. And I remember thinking like an hour or so before the show starts, I'm like, what if not enough people show up? <laughs> Come on. What, what if for some reason... You were, you were looking out... change. Yeah, with, with the crowd surfing that- contest, he was... He was concerned, but yeah, Nick had just come in and said, "Oh, there are people." Yeah, yeah. this is not a problem because I, I I hadn't been out front to see the line, and and I saw a, a few people filter, and I'm like, "Man, I hope we have enough people for the you know the crowd surfing contest." <laughs> and then, like 15 minutes later, I turned my head. I'm like, oh, "Oh, oh, it's okay, Preston, we're okay." So we've done this for many years, and I and and certainly are you know we have a, an accumulated knowledge of what it's like and how loud it gets. 
It was um, incredibly loud, incredibly early by my reckoning. Like my headphones were up a lot, and I where I I have my volume up a lot to begin with, and I was like, oh my god, this room is really loud. Somehow over the years, it seems that uh, Keenan's changes everything year after year after right. year, and I don't know how they've done it, uh, but this is I think my favorite layout of what that actual bar is on the inside. Excellent. I liked having the bar on the left hand side, looking out from the stage to the left. I liked how the stage setup was. We had a little bit of a buffer between us and the audience, and then people, if they wanted to hang out in the room with us, could. If they wanted to go elsewhere within Keenan's, they could do that as well. I just I thought that the whole layout for the for the bar was really well done, and, and uh, I was happy with the results for all. And of you it. know what? Honestly, the overcast uh, nature of the morning, there were. people were kind of working their way into the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, there weren't, um, so it wasn't uh, oppressively hot. It yeah. did work. It worked really nicely. We are, as we speak, <laughs> while we're talking about this, watching the video playback of when we did the tribute to the Golden Girls. Yes. For what we call cloud surfing, because we put, <laughs> we put our contestants and this contraption that's covered in cotton to make it look as if it's a cloud. <laughs> and as they go through the crowd, they have to pick up these cardboard replicas of Dorothy, Blanche, uh, Sophia. Sophia, and Rose from the Golden Girls. And then bring them to the angel Steve Morrison and cast <laughs> them into heaven. It was such... I love... I love it. It's oh great. Oh, my God. It was so dumb and, and so wonderful. Jen uh, Frederick was, yeah. was on the, uh, took an honorary position with the first Betty White. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was great. Oh, my God. Uh, but, man, there were one or two times where I'm like, uh, the second time around they were booking, but the, the, the whole thing almost flipped over. But oh. they caught it. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. She's dressed in this, this angel outfit. Oh, my God. That was fun. That was a good time. And, yes. Uh, the first girl that went was 21 years old. Um, oh, she yeah. submitted to be in the contest and said, I've been waiting years to attend this with my mom. So many... I imagine for years she's been sitting at home while her parents leave to go to Keenan's, and now she could finally join. Marissa, there were a whole bunch of newbies yeah. uh, and people in that same sort of scenario who had just turned 21 or have heard about the party and wanted to come down and be a part of it. Oh. And... Uh, Man, it was so cool to see that. Yeah, uh, people were in fine form. I didn't see uh, anybody getting too out of hand. That's for later on. That's after we're done. (laughs) Right. Uh, I remember in years past, uh, somebody sending uh, pictures of passed out people in front yards and with the caption, you guys broke Wildwood. I I, I was with a few people. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Well, the contestants for the balloon race. Well, I think because it, it took a little while, we... And so they continued to drink, and then, like, when they went to race, I was like, oh, the both of them are... Yeah, the yeah, balloon race. A little different. Balloon race people and the Surrey race people. <laughs> yes. They've been having a few cocktails. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Uh, the Surrey race thing was a blast. It was so fun to watch. Uh, I got to thank uh, Casey for setting it up and, and getting all the, the necessary uh, stuff that we had to have. And, and uh, you know, besides the Surreys, we had all of the... Uh, the noise making equipment is the gong and the crash cymbals and the horns and these things and so and on. These kind of things <laughs> you can find at these events. I'll uh, tell you what, the the, uh, the series are not as uh, turn on a dime as you might imagine. Oh, no, they no, would no, no. Be. And in fact, afterwards, uh, me and Casey and Chuck drove the Surrey to uh, a place in North Wildwood called Surfing Pig. Right. And, and we had uh, we had breakfast after the, the show. And that thing was a pain in the ass to drive. Oh, uh, no doubt. And so then uh, when we were done, when we, when we got done, uh, they st- Casey still needed to take the Surrey to, from the place that we got it, which was 
at the uh, the boardwalk, like near the convention hall in Wildwood. That's a two and a half mile ride, and he talked Chuck into driving that back with him. I left. Uh, and I ended up giving because they needed a ride afterwards, so they had to drive that thing all the freaking way back. That's unbelievable. Yeah, so that uh, we we worked our legs that day, uh, but uh, yeah, our contestants did a great job. They did way better than I thought they were going to. There was a moment in the, and I know it pissed you off, Preston, but where we were doing the Louder the Nick contest. I told Casey. <laughs> I know. I said there was only one moment in the morning where I, I got legitimately mad. And I was laughing so hard at it. It was so funny. When and he's... it ended up being funny. It was great. Yeah. And <laughs> it was it was because I was trying to get the crowd quiet <laughs> so we could get the proper decibel level for our Louder than Nick contest for these people to scream. And at some point, I guess, Steve, you started with the USA chant right. after I tried well, to quiet no, the crowd. It started because Nick went up. You quieted the crowd, and then Nick went up to start up. the contest. And he was like, all right, we ready, guys? Uh, yeah. And yeah. Yes. Like, what? I screwed I up. Yeah. And then so you had to do it again, and then we set it up. And, but then when Casey came and in. And then Steve did it. And USA! And, and then I had to quiet him down again. And yeah. then I was getting ready. Right as I was getting ready to do it, Casey started the Eagles goes, chant. He just went, E! Yep. <laughs> and so I literally dropped the microphone and threw my headphones off. And I looked back at Casey and he had his face in we his hands. We were hand. dying. I know. We were hysterical I laughing. It was I told so him funny. about that later on. I go, I go it was, I was mad for a second, <laughs> and it was funny because at some point I was just like, just let me, get it just God damn it, just let me get this done, right, please. Right. And it was funny as so. hell. It, it ended so up being funny. great. My yep. favorite moment came, um, Casey and I were just running around finding all of the elements. I, I, would be se- I would be setting up, so actually as we're watching these videos, I hadn't seen most of these things because I would be setting up the next contest as they were happening. And I find Casey and I go, dude, just half of the stuff is gone. Like, all oh, yeah. of our right. stuff is gone. The meticulous planning, all of the... <laughs> there was a staging area here for a number of days. Yeah. All the things involved in that disappeared. So we did our best to, to, to make shift and find a few elements, and, and Casey just walks onto the microphone and all deflated and defeated, and he just goes... Preston, I don't know what's going on. It's just everything's gone. And then suddenly, out of the corner of a room, these guys lift up the bin. They're like, is this the bin you're looking for? Yeah, and Casey made it. the announcement, and <laughs> sure enough, it was there. Somebody had left it in another part of the yeah. room. Don't, don't know like, why. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Well, thank you to our MM Army guys. We Guys, we haven't done this in three years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's been some turnover. We've had some new staffers. So they all came in. You know, trying to help, and we we're like, just kind of follow our lead. We're going to tell you where we need help, and and there were a few moments when they they jumped in to set up a few things, and that's how the bin went missing. But thank you for the amazing crowd for finding it. And uh, the baptism of beer, I thought was the best one we've done yet too. Yeah. It, it's certainly the most beer had to be by yeah. fa- by far. Well, I, we I didn't put my robe on right. No, yeah. Nick, Nick. <laughs> oh my god! I nearly oh. fell off the table. Well, what what happened with that? So we were wearing monks' robes as we were doing that, and I found out early too that those robes are really really long, and yes. if you step on them while you're walking, you you're, you're going to okay. fall down. Mm-hmm. And Casey was like, "Well, you know, I had the rope belt." Yeah. And he's like, "You got to pull it up right, and then yeah. tie that off." And he did. I'm like, "Oh." There we go. Whole new thing here. Yeah. Nick didn't even have his belt on. I kept looking at Steve. Steve so I was Steve out on the and table. Steve and I were the watching you. And, and I, Steve and I, like, we kept making eye contact. And I was laughing at you, laughing at me. It was, yeah. I had fun out there. And then uh, when I finished pouring my beer, I handed the microphone to Marissa. And she went up and she started what? pouring beer as well. It looked like a monk strip club. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like, like there yeah. were monks dancing on the tables. Yeah. Uh, I tabbed and- Steve. I go, I, look over at Nick. He couldn't, <laughs> it was like, he wasn't moving. 
moving. He no, kept trying no. to get up onto the bar, but nervous. he couldn't. But you, I know, yeah, because you were stepping on the the your monk outfit. Oh my god, it was yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, and also, uh, we had to, what we had to do, and, and this year we were finally fully prepared. Uh, for the baptism of beer is that particular <laughs> bar in that area uh, doesn't have taps. Right. They only serve bottles. And so they have bottles and, and uh, mixed drinks. And so this year we, we wised up and uh, our friends at Coors Light uh, yes. brought us a, uh, a quarter keg. Got a set. And we used all of it. Um, we it used was... every bit of it. I think it was like 18 pitchers. I mean, it must have gone on. For, it felt like it was 20 minutes. It, yeah, it felt like it yeah. was really long. Did and it go about... too long? It no, was, no. We just, yeah, I guess it did. It, went, it kept going. No, because what happened is it, at a certain point I thought it was, and then people got it and started to do the koi fish thing, which is what you want them to do, where they're leaning back with their mouths open. Yeah. And then it started to work. Well, Wait. at first I would walk up to people and they just kind of bend their yeah. head down. And I'm like, no, 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 no. no, no. You want any? We're not actually <laughs> baptizing. We're pouring you in the mouth. This is what we're doing. We're giving you some beer. Wait, and then the um, pitchers were from the dollar store. So <gasps> oh the, God. the weight of the beer oh, yeah. kept breaking them. Yep. And Nick went to throw like the rest of just a little bit of <laughs> beer that was just left. Spray it out. And it snapped off the handle and it went flying across the room. It looked like Nick we, threw purposely through I, the yeah, pitcher. Yeah, we thought into, you threw it. Yeah. Right, and I did not. <laughs> I was trying to just douse people with more beer, and uh, but yeah, I, I you know, I, I did that motion. <laughs> I held on to the handle and the rest of the pitcher went over the other side of Keenan. Can confirm because the same thing happened with my first pitcher. Really? I went to like swing it to just <laughs> splash somebody and it flew off. They were dirty pitchers that were sitting around for three years. Alright. <laughs> Next time, can we go to the $2 store yeah, yes. and, and get pitchers? Maybe that'll... Five uh, below. Go to five below. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're looking at the video of Marissa's pitcher snapping I right off her hand. winked it at her. Oh, my God. Uh, All the things that... We, and, again, we, no one was, uh, at least to the best of our knowledge, injured. It all worked out uh, quite well. And, and talk about a level of enthusiasm, Preston. We knew people were sort of, you know, just super eager for this return. But it exceeded that. Uh, Kath, what were you going to say? I can assure you uh, we will not be allowed to use the outdoor space next year. I'm just going <laughs> to throw that out there to everyone so that you know for next year we're not going to be out there. Were you told that? Oh, yeah, We were told a lot. We're lucky that it even happened. Really? Oh, yeah. With the balloons? All the of balloons that? and the Surrey race and all oh, of that. All man. of that had been sent. I thought I, it went Casey well. saw me. The emails, they had, everyone had been apprised. I don't know how, you know. Well, it's why the balloon race didn't go off. I mean, you, we all knew how it was supposed yeah. to go off, but it didn't because uh, they shut them down. Then they let us start back up. Then we had to move things. And huh. so, yeah, it was, uh, they, yeah, were, they weren't hear, happy with I want to hear about that okay. and, and why they thought that was a bad idea because yeah. it ended up being a blast. I yeah, know. worked quite well. Uh, later on that afternoon, I ended up, uh, Casey and I went by the Icona uh, where Jackson was uh, doing his show. Oh. And so when we stopped by there, uh, a few of the people that were in the um, uh, pegging with eggs <laughs> contest came by. They were still going. Yeah. They weren't sloppy or anything. No, they wow. just, we, awesome. we had a few beers and, uh, and hung out and, and chatted with Jackson. That Icona's is nice, nice, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah I, their I, star bar is really cool. Yeah. So uh, did Jackson have to move inside because there was some threat of weather? There was. In okay. fact, uh, I, we're having some work done in our house, and there were guys up on ladders, and, and I saw the radar, and I'm, I go outside. I'm like, you guys got to get down yeah. now. Because a nasty, nasty stun- uh, thunderstorm front came through, uh, and it, it kicked up some wind pretty heavy for a while. So, yeah, by the time we went down to visit with Jackson, it was still just raining. 
um, uh, but they had uh, uh, all the tent, uh, the um, uh, the uh, it was all intended essentially, okay. for lack of a better term. So we, yeah, they had a big area at the. A bar there by the beach where we could hang out, and as he did his show, I had to drive back up. Uh, but I was listening to some of Pierre's show on the drive from Wildwood back up here, and uh, and Pierre was out on the boardwalk, and that sounded like a great time. But there were a bunch, there were a bunch of listeners that went from our broadcast at Keenan's up to see Pierre at Margaritaville, and and the Pierre was like. In his element. He's on the boardwalk at Margarita. Margarita. I mean, he just, yeah. he, he sounded like he was having a great time, too. By the way, here's a text from one of the guys who, who came to Icona. It says, uh, pegged with eggs winner, Jack here, sore for two days <laughs> after drinking for 12 hours and probably 12 eggs thrown at me. Most fun I've ever had. Wow. Nice. There so you we go. Are, we are happy to hear that. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, our contest, if you missed it, uh, pegging with eggs, we had uh, essentially a Jeopardy-style contest, a trivia contest, and in order to... Answer the question. You had to buzz in by whipping uh, <laughs> eggs at uh, your partner. Man, we had so many eggs. We had tons. So many eggs. We were starting to rapid fire, get rid of them at the end. But it was. <laughs> Look at these guys. Oh my god, I didn't see this either. <laughs> in their presidency, boy shorts getting pegged with eggs. So uh, that one went over well. Um, Rodney was a little concerned about the mess we were going to make, but I think we held it together pretty. It contained solid. pretty well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was I was very happy with that. I'm and always. Then, a- Oh, I'm sorry, Steve. No. I'm just astounded that we go from in the same week Emma Barbecue to Keenan's and survive. <laughs> yes, you know it's it's with less than a week in between the two, um, and it's it's a lot. And it, barbecue was 95 degrees or whatever it was, but they were both fantastic. It was it was such a good vibe on Friday. Like everybody was having fun, and uh, it was really cool to be in that room I, again. I, I have selective memory. Are they normally this close in yes. proximity? Yeah. It's always a week apart. Yeah. Is it? Yes, every year. It's always a week apart. I try not. I guess I've suppressed that. Yes, probably therapy through the help of somebody who really cares. They've gotten you over the hub, and then you block it out. Yeah, but the rest of the weekend at the shore was outstanding. Like the next day, I had no thoughts of going to the beach at all. But the sun came out, and it was just pristine. And we yeah. ended up uh, heading to the beach and hanging out there for a few hours. That's cool. It was wonderful. Uh, so you know, hopefully, you got a chance to hang down there the whole weekend. If not. Uh, that little trip down for the uh, the broadcast is uh, is definitely hopeful. Uh, hope, hopefully, one actually that you'll remember for a yes, while. absolutely, or never remember again for the rest of your life. <laughs> Lifetime of regrets. Yeah, we have a friend, um, Frank Nick. What's Frank's last oh, name? Oh yes, uh, shoot, I'll find him. Marissa, but he took a lot of photos and he was um, editing them and putting them together. And so we're gonna he's gonna get them over to Marissa and we'll get them up on the website. Uh, later today or tomorrow. Yeah, so it's Frankie James Photography, and we'll have him up on the website soon so you can see lots of images, and then Nick Murphy's working on Daily Rush videos, so it's all covered. Excellent. Yeah, that's right. Uh, We had the video rolling the whole time, and and Murph managed to get uh, the camera outside yeah. uh, for the Surrey race and the uh, the balloon contest. It's the first time we've had the show fully streamed with that kind of capability yeah. on and running on YouTube. And in fact, uh, more than a few times as I was around Wildwood this weekend, uh, just either you know out walking the dog or, or whatever I was doing, uh, somebody would go, hey, you guys look great uh, yesterday. Like they were watching us. Watching it, yeah. On video. That's awesome. Uh, so I got that actually from a guy who was... On the same block as Keenan's. Yeah. I was always walking back from when we came back, right? He's like, You guys look great this morning. I'm like, he's like, I was streaming you on the web. I'm like, you're a block away from where we were. But he didn't he didn't just didn't want to go in there. Right, right, right. And so he hung out and watched us online, which was uh, It can awesome. be a little daunting. Preston, what's be. the name of the restaurant we went to for lunch? Uh Surfing Pig. Oh, that was a fun place. That was really good. I had yeah. never been there before. 
Uh, and we sat there, and, and uh, Tyrone from uh, the Fanatic yeah. uh, came with uh, me and uh, Casey and Marissa and Nick and I so on. I kept looking at Tyrone's face, and I, he's such a great guy. I love him. But he was... He couldn't believe it. What the hell is going on here? Like, he walked in, and it was just he, wide-eyed, and he, he just couldn't believe it. It was really cool to see Tyrone experience it for the first time. Yep. Uh, so, uh, next year, right? You'll yeah. join us? Yeah. Is that what'll happen? Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Remember, it'll just be one week after the MMRBQ. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, uh, real quick, if you don't mind, I have a, a shout out here I would like to mention. This is from uh, Nicole Ervin. She says, hey, guys, I want to tell you about uh, your biggest fan. And when I tell you about him, you will be his biggest fan. His name is Colonel Thomas McAvoy. Uh, and Tom is retiring after 30 years in the service in the United States Army. Wow. Uh, one of his commanders, Colonel Adam Reich, wrote, uh, I recall Tom being one of the finest young officers that I served with uh, during my mobilization. Because our group was heavily loaded with lieutenant colonels, I called on Tom on many occasions to help me, quote, herd cats. Uh, this was definitely not an easy task given the multitude of egos. Regardless, Tom was always on task and managed chaos with the excellence of an outstanding educator. Uh, we would not have pulled off as many successful missions without his persistent dedication. And Tom also did a few tours overseas. And she also writes, uh, Tom has also been a math teacher for over 20 years uh, and at a middle school. And he coaches the wrestling team. And we all know that our teachers could use a little bit of love right now. Tom's contribution to society are honorable and priceless. He is an avid listener to your show and his fellow teachers are reaching out to see if he could give him if he could give him a shard out under program. Absolutely. So we are more than happy to do that. So, uh, yeah. Lieutenant or so uh, Colonel Thomas McAvoy, shard and congratulations, man! That's a huge, huge accomplishment. Yes. Thanks for everything. Lots we of achievements that. in that life. Yep. Uh, here, this is not a shard out, but it shart does in? have to do with a shard. Uh, this is this was from Ben Boyles who said, "Hey guys, I pulled up behind this guy." In Montoursville, Pennsylvania, my hometown on Monday, and could not believe my eyes. No, this is not fake. Immediately, I said to my wife, I have to send this to the President and Steve show. They will love it. So I have a picture to show you guys. Uh, so this is a, a guy on a motorcycle. It, and right. I tried to print it up, and it came up in two pieces. The guy on a motorcycle, this is his license plate on the motorcycle. It says Shart. Oh. It's a Pennsylvania license plate. <laughs> wow. That just says Shart. S-H-A-R-T. How can you have that? I would think that that would be flagged. Well, they throw up. Um, they'll refuse things that are much less overt than that. Yes. Yeah, agreed. Maybe they didn't know what it meant if it's a couple years old. Yeah. Like maybe it's uh, S. Hart is what they were thinking. Yeah. Like, I don't know if the guy's last name. Maybe his name is Steve or, Hart. I don't know. Art. Art. Quiet. Yeah. We're in a library. Art. <laughs> I love that it's right under his butt. Uh, yeah, well, that's, yeah. of course, where it would be. Yes. Yeah, so uh, maybe this guy will get in touch with. Somebody. I like that a lot. All right, and then this is not really a shart out, uh, but it's an interesting email. Marissa and I both got it. Uh, and this is from uh, uh, someone named Allie, and she writes, I'm a grad student, privileged, working on ideas for a research study on radio listeners. And I had to pick a topic. And since I was listening to you all while I was thinking about it, as per usual, I started thinking about all the different kinds of people, the wide range of ages of people from all over the world who listen into this show every day. Uh, the guy who called in to say that he listened in Germany while deployed really got me thinking about it. So, I made a social media post asking 
why. Why do people wake up at the ass crack of dawn to listen to this show? Come for the news, stay for the shards? Yeah. You know I do. <laughs> Throw a poor, struggling grad student a bone. So that's from Allie P. And so Marissa has posted this on our uh, Instagram page. And you can leave a quick comment uh, explaining why you listen and help Allie with her research paper on top of it, which is pretty cool. Hmm. So a little bit of assistance, and we'll throw that out there. Sure. And see if you know. And speaking of that, like looking at that crowd at Keenan's, <sighs> speaking about the wide variety yeah. of, uh, of people uh, that listen to the show, it's pretty wild uh, seeing the age differences uh, and, you know, uh, people from uh, you know different parts of the region, and and uh, it's just kind of well, interesting. People that have had so again, I don't know how how you even reconcile this in your mind, but you know, kids who were there as adults who were list, started listening because their parents were listening. I know they were being driven to like elementary school, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! And then there they are, full adults. Maybe with kids of their own, and and it's like uh, it doesn't feel like we've been in the air that long. Yeah, this you know generational I mean? thing. To yeah, do that. it's crazy. Yep. There were a couple of those we got from the Emma Barbecue this year. We met yes. you know people that are almost as tall as Preston, but when they first started listening to us, when their children were like three or four years old. Oh, there, yeah. were, there were oh. two guys there. They were they were brothers, and they were like six three and six four. And they and Daddy was driving them to school when they first started listening. Yeah, and oh. sometimes people show you a picture and go, "See this? Yeah, yeah, that's that guy standing next to you now." And it was you know a, like a, a baby. Uh, meeting us at the camp out for hunger or something along. And the tragic lines. thing is, uh, is that uh, I always look the same. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't changed. But he looks horrible. Well, all right. Well, anyhow, uh, I think we should take a break. But not before I give away, Marissa. Do we have some more of those uh, movie passes? Ooh. Or, or what do I have here? Oh yes, this is Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, we have that screening next Tuesday at seven o'clock UA King of Prussia. So uh, let's take callers eleven, twelve, and thirteen. I'll give you four packs. To see the movie 11, 12, and 13, 215, 263, WMMR. It stars Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill, and uh, Tuesday, June 7, 7 p.m. at UA King of Prussia. It will be in theaters June 10th, rated PG 13. So let's set you up with that right now. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. So hang with us. We're digging through our favorite MMRBQ moments from that epic shot of Dave Draymond hanging out backstage with Living Color to Pierre kicking off the summer concert series. I want to salute the great lawn people. By rubbing his toes in the lawn. Make some noise! All of our favorite photos, videos, and interviews are waiting for you now at WMMR.com. I noticed some things oh my God. that I thought might worth be, oh, that's be worth sharing. Sure. No, that's not the no, sir. See, I told you Casey labels these things. All right. And we can't really tell what they are because I on this one letter. I kind of like it. I know. It's good. I like the different things yeah. happening. I forgot what this was for, uh, what we used that for. It's for. not the stream of consciousness, or that's a different one. No. All right. I don't know. We're going to roll with this uh, until I find the other uh, one. It's the Stranger Things, uh, um, Stranger Things yeah. theme, in case you yeah. did not know that. Uh, so <laughs> now featuring a new theme. It should be on here. Here, Marissa. By the way, Casey is out today, if you did not notice. That's right. You even noticed that. We're not even into the segment, and you've already noticed. You're right. Uh, hang on a second. Oh, heat up. It, it, there it is. Yes. yes. Back where it belongs. The yeah. theme to the notice. So now you notice that it's playing, and it's the right theme. It is. Uh, That's two things you've noticed. And here's another one. The, the la- third. The last person who was uh, convicted of witchcraft in the Salem Witch Trials 
remained on the books and just had her name cleared this past Thursday when the Massachusetts Senate signed off on a measure first proposed by a local middle school student. She's got to feel fantastic. She does. This is finally, uh, you know, off of her record and uh, can now get back and get it. It must have been difficult getting a job when you've been accused of being a witch. Uh, Elizabeth Johnson Jr. was convicted of witchcraft in 1693 in the now infamous witch hunt in which 19 people were hanged and one man crushed to death by rocks. They, that, so you ever see that process that they I have? Yeah, so yeah they, they put a plank on the person and load the, the and basically one at a time they put a stone on. There. If you die, good news, you weren't a witch. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you die, you're innocent. Yeah, because certainly you would say you were a witch. So it, it was it's so like a dunking stool. Pathetically flawed. My lo- but a good lawyer would get you off with smaller rocks, Preston. Uh, so she was condemned to death but never executed, this woman, Elizabeth Johnson, but she was the last on the books. So she did have a good lawyer. Uh, the legislation clearing her name 329 years ago, 20, 329 years later, was advocated by uh, students at North Andover Middle School who had researched the case and how to get Johnson exonerated. Have you been accused of witchcraft? At Jebediah, Jebediah, and Jebediah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take your case anytime, day or night. They're not licensed in our state. Sorry, Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) That was Jebediah, Jebediah. Jebediah, Jebediah, and Jebediah. Okay. You know what all is, because we're all wearing pilgrim hats. (laughs) The American West really hadn't embraced the cowboy hat at this time. (laughs) By 1711, all the other people who had been convicted but not executed had had their names cleared. (laughs) What a... You know, and of course that you've you've watched documentaries on the whole uh, the Salem witch trials and how it was basically some snippy girls who kicked it all into um, mm-hmm. full throttle yeah. and started accusing people and, and and basically held that town in terror as they you know went about doing what they were doing. It's it's incredible what fanaticism can cause people to do. Uh, in recent years, residents of Salem and surrounding towns. <clears throat> like uh, North Andover, have made efforts to honor those wrongfully executed in the witch trials. Yeah, in, thanks. In which hundreds of people were accused in a frenzy of Puritan injustice, stoked by superstition, fear of disease and strangers, scapegoating, and petty jealousies. Uh, in 2017, Salem unveiled a new memorial of stones engraved with the names of the 19 people who were hanged in the city 325 years before. And last October, uh, the 8th graders in North Andover Middle School... Um, Excuse me, teacher uh, Carrie LaPierre, uh, civics class, uh, made headlines as they pushed to pardon Elizabeth Johnson. Uh, the students are also set uh, to be featured in an upcoming documentary telling Johnson's life and story. Are there an- ancestors, uh, uh, you know, uh, that they know of? Have they tr- Good question. I'm yeah. not really sure that maybe you know, yeah. are, are are pushing uh, the. Maybe cause. she didn't have any because she was a witch. Yeah, maybe. You guys, ever <laughs> she been, was a witch. You ever been to Salem? Oh God, yeah. Is yeah. it cool? Uh, I really love the area. I think it's, it's great. Small town charm, or yes, but there's like? a ton of history. It's almost like if you're walking around, um, you know, like in, in in Philadelphia in certain spots, it has that that look. You know, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah, and and as you would imagine. Haunted tours and oh, witch sure. stuff are plenty. Yeah. I, I would like to explore a little bit more of, of Massachusetts. I've only been to Boston, but yeah. I wouldn't mind uh, checking out places like Cape Cod and, and, and just to, you know. Cape Cod is, so I have spent a lot of time, and Cape Cod is gorgeous. Is it? I love it, yes. Okay. Yeah. 
How about, um, what are the others, like Martha's Vineyard and uh, what's Nantucket. the other? Nantucket. Yeah. I mentioned Nantucket. I've never been to Martha's Vineyard. Okay. Yeah. The Berkshires are in Massachusetts on the western part of the state. The uh, the drive out to Cape Cod, uh, while beautiful, is like uh, the worst of the Jersey Shore traffic drive. Really? Yeah. Well, because you have nowhere else to go. It's one road yeah. that gets out to Provincetown, and it, it seems right. That's like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It seems like it would be like driving the keys or something like that, because yep. you just have a narrow passageway, and that's it. I right? blame this on a witch. If you're going... <laughs> If you're going on a holiday weekend or something, God help you. That's what happened. Yeah. It was the traffic. Yeah, thanks to Witch for this one. Yeah. We need to burn some people now. <laughs> Call Jebediah, Jebediah, and Jebediah. Oh Don't use God. a phone. They're not really around yet, so just scream out your window. Mm-hmm. We'll come right away. All right. Uh, let me see. I noticed this other story, which I think you guys will enjoy. And... Um, there was an actual study that was done. The notice just noticed a story he thinks we're going to enjoy. <laughs> Psychologist from the State University of New York at Oswego. Yes. Looked at how heterosexual men and women perceived women with nipple erections. <laughs> okay. All right. In part one of the study, participants were shown randomized slides with two sets of identical pictures of women Except for the fact that in some of the pictures, the women had erect nipples and some did not. The participants were then asked to rate the photographed women on a series of 16 emotional and psychological states, including positive, negative, and sexually aroused (laughs) states. Yeah. To make sure that facial expression cues didn't influence participants, the faces of the women were obscured. Okay. So you just saw the nipples. (laughs) While the levels of nipple erectness were scored by independent raters. Uh, men and women were more likely to project positive emotions onto photographs photographs of the women with erect nipples. Yeah, of course, because they were smiling. <laughs> While, to the surprise of no one, men projected more sexy emotions onto yeah. the photos. Yeah, that's what you think. You always, the, the headlight, the high beams are on. That's, that's the... Oh, yeah. Now part two of the study is finally out, and we have more info on the effect of erect nipples on heterosexual men, as it turns out, they'll go out. You have to say. Listen, listen to this. Okay, so the, the, uh, let me back up here. It is finally out. We have more info on the effect of erect nipples on heterosexual men, and it turns out they will go out of their way to be around them. <laughs> <laughs> they will actually change wow. their holiday plans. Yes, to be around erect nipples. Mm-hmm. In the sequel which is called The Point of Nipple Erection 2, The Effect of Nipple Erection on Intended and Expected Altruism. The ultimate sequel. The team wanted to find out if these perceived emotional states have an effect on male behavior. For example, the team writes, uh, would men be more willing to assist women with nipple erection as opposed to those... Assist them how? In whatever way. Yeah. Uh, Do you need me to rub your nipples? As before, the heterosexual men were asked to rate pictures of women with and without nipple erections, as well as being asked a range of questions designed to test their change in attitude, such Uh as, and here's your example, Steve, whether they would lend her $100. (laughs) I need to warm up my nipples, but I don't have enough money. Help her if her car was broken down. Oh, okay. I get what you're going. Okay. Or provide tutoring sessions. <laughs> so women with a erect nipples. Tutoring. I, Do you need any help with calculus? Yes. I really need math help. Yeah. Your, <laughs> Look at my nipples. Your eraser-sized nipples are protruding through your sheer blouse. Can you Would you need me? any help with calculus? Can you help me with my math homework? 
I mean, it Remember, would work. We it, would talk, t- it would totally work. We've talked about two things here, no pun intended. <laughs> The the um, the women who uh, the the faux erect nipples, and then also women who deal with uh, prominent yeah, nip, they're always like nipple caps, yeah. right? Yeah, that they can wear like inserts that uh, suppress the erect nipple. Uh, I dated a girl who had uh, she had hard nipples all the time. Yeah, and they were they were pointy. Very eraser like nipples. Right. And had to wear padded bras all the time. Yeah. Had to suppress them. uh, Taylor Robson was talking about it with us, wasn't she? Yes. We were talking about gaffing tape and nipples. Yeah. Yeah. You know you have an issue when they poke through an overcoat. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But could you see yourself walking up to a stranger that has hard nipples and say, Hi. Here's $100. I know a lot about the War of 1812. (laughs) Yes. And I I would like to tutor you on this. Excuse me. I need to borrow money and uh, I need some tutoring done. Mm -hmm. Spectacular nipples. Would you like to learn about the Boer War? Mm. Thank you. Uh, So they go on to say in the study, men perceived women with nipple erection as more deserving of altruism. Oh, okay. Especially if that altruism involved greater interaction with the woman. This is the worst study you've ever given the information for so, on air. So, and, yeah. and they expected these women to behave more altruistically toward them uh, as well. My nipples are very sensitive. So, so, um, so, how do women perceive men with, um... They, they didn't do that study. Okay. They, they only did... That uh, comes next year. Women with erect nipples, and uh, they also believe that the women with erect nipples should be included in their social In Mount groups. Rushmore. <laughs> 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 they, they want they want Ruth Bader Ginsburg with her nipples. Yeah. Is there a uh, is there a correlation between um, breast implants and nipple hardness? Oh, that's a good. Like, I've actually wondered they... that if that causes a more perpetual state. Uh, is that your perception? Well, I'm curious, and the reason I ask is I have a friend who had a breast implants done, and she has a portion of her breast, just one of the breasts, uh, that uh, lost sensitivity entirely. There's literally uh-huh. like a portion of her, or of one of her boobs that uh, you, you can't feel a thing. Right. Right. Uh, but the nipples. Seem to be a little bit harder a lot right. of the time. Uh, ladies listening, if you've had breast implants and you feel that post-breast implant operation that your nipples were harder <laughs> more regularly or all the time, please call now. Uh, we'll send someone by your house here right. shortly to, <laughs> you to bring you here <laughs> to teach could, you calculus. They can tutor you uh, while yeah. they're there, too. We're uh, also yeah. doing a study. Yeah, 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> I, I am curious. Maybe, maybe there's something. Right. Do you know what I noticed culturally and pop culturally speaking? The amount of nips you saw peeking through tops on shows like The Love Boat in the 70s and oh, Charlie's yeah, Angels. Yeah. That was constant. Yep. Nope. All the time. And now you'd be far less likely to see that right. in a show they, yep. where they would let that get through. Is that because that was post um, like feminism with a, you it know, like. Very a, well could be. Burn the, the bra. That it was like the ERA and all that yeah. stuff. And yeah, yeah, burn your nipples. Remember? <laughs> Remember? Remember that? Remember? Um, I'm going to say, going back to the uh, nipples after breast implants, can you still breastfeed after um, you have breast implants? I think you can. And if that's the case, I would imagine then that it's not affecting uh, the nipple. All right. We'll see if we can get an answer. By the way, our phone lines are across the whole company are are going wacky. We see all these people being put up on hold and then they disappear. So we're we're having some problems with this. So. Uh, meanwhile, heterosexual... It's a long time to have nipple chat. Now, this is uh, this is from the female perspective. Heterosexual women 
did not perceive the women with nipple erections as being more deserving of altruistic behavior uh-huh. and did not want to include them into their social groups. So, oh, she, look at her. She has hard nipples. Yeah. Get, get, everyone, That's hard nipple right Nelly. Oh, Turn around. Stay right. away from hard nipple Nelly. Yeah. I'm not hanging out with her. Uh, so She's always studying calculus. For free, because people offer up lessons to her. <laughs> I have, I have hard nipples most of the time. I usually have erect nipples. Uh, you guys can you can see it right yeah. when I'm wearing a shirt, especially if it's a. You can't see Let this me one. See. Well, I'm, I'm wearing a logo oh. on this shirt right when now. When you wear lingerie, my nips are right here. I, uh, Kathy, uh, but I mean that's kind of normal. Up. Yeah. Can you see them? Now, now lick, um, your, lick your the fingers. No, I can't see them. <laughs> this shirt kind of hides them, Preston. Yeah, so yeah. I will wear, especially it depends on uh, the blend of the shirt. Like if there's more like rayon or, mm-hmm. or um, uh, polyester or something mm-hmm. like that in there or th- one of those thinner like uh, wind type shirts, you can you can see my high beams. And you don't wear it on the shirt? The one massive man. Just <laughs> huge nipples, man. Just huge nipples, man. Uh, no, I don't wear an undershirt. You don't wear an I think undershirt. Oh, God. Uh, th- th- that notion is, th- th- no, forget it. There, yeah. there, there are guys who still put on a like a full undershirt under another shirt. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't do that. You're uh, over that? Uh, uh, yeah. When, uh, I, when I gave up my nipple rings. We keep losing these calls, man. Uh, hi, Jessica. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well. I've had breast implants for 20 years. And 20 I've years? I'm in. Okay, yeah. so you, you, you're going to have some information for us. Please. Yes. All right, so how about the nips? <laughs> I got my implants around the areola. Okay. And my nipples are constantly hard. Okay. But I have two children that I breastfed, and okay. there was no problem. Gynecologists approved it. Mine were under the muscle. Okay. And I never had a problem. Um, and they, But they're hard. But that was because I can't answer for somebody who had them, like, under the muscle. But, I mean, it's they're just, they're puffy. Just like you said, they're a little bit of a, an eraser look. Okay. They're not, like, pointy and, like, cutting glass, but they're definitely <laughs> visible. Right. Wait, a, a question. So, so, I have to wear a so you did or did not have these under the muscle? They're, they are under the muscle. Okay. Is that... Is that... Is that usually the the procedure? Because I don't know much about breast Nowadays, implants. Nowadays, yeah. It, it, I think that's the preferred methodology, right, uh, uh, Jessica? Is that uh, under the muscle is the way that most people would want to get, most women would want Nowadays, to get that. Nowadays, yes. Right. 20 years ago when I got them done, you had the option. Um, now it's under the muscle for the most. Like, I have saline. You could get silicone and stuff like that, but then they have that rippling effect. Uh-huh. Because they can, and so most people just get them under the muscle nail, yep. and they're all saline. And uh, Jessica, yeah. is there any change in the sensitivity to your in your nipples pre or post surgery? Mine are so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine are so sensitive. Like if it's cold out, they actually start to hurt. It gets if it's super cold, but they're super sensitive. But I know wow. people that have gotten them done that they lose sensitivity one hundred percent. So when we're but saying mine are just like I guess if you were getting your 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 man area flicked right and it would hurt and right. give you yeah. that sting that's kind of what i would have like even just putting wow like a, a, a tight shirt like in the winter that'll hurt it, it does so when you're saying under the muscle i just want to be clear to make sure that i'm on the right page you're talking about pectoral not like your bicep right no the pectoral muscle okay. <laughs> some get it under the bicep no, under the- uh, no but that's interesting wow. that so that level of sensitivity uh, it increases. And again, you say you're not speaking for everyone, but that actually to me would make sense because everything is sort of expanded out a little bit. 
Right. Sure, and they caught the areola. So I had two incisions on each areola. Yeah. And that's where they went in. So you can get them under the armpit. You can also get them under, like, a, they can make an incision under the breast tissue so that you have, like, that little smiley face it would look like under right. where the breast curve would be. Okay. I got mine around the areola. So yeah, you got the, little scars here. they so call that the. Hypersensitive. And they told me when I was going in, you could lose 100% sensitivity or they could be super sensitive. And mine are. Definitely super sensitive. Jessica, they, they call that uh, that incision the lollipop. You ever heard that before? I didn't hear that. Yeah, they no. go around the, the areola. And there's and a little fuzzy stick a, that comes no, out. No, there's a line that goes underneath that. Uh, oh, I know what little, you're talking about. A little lollipop. It was my understanding Thank that you, Jessica. Certain, at some point they were actually doing it. They would come up through the like the navel. Yeah, I didn't think that there were scars for breast implants. Well, a, I thought it, it really was just depends. reduction. It really depends on where the surgery is done. Like she was saying, like they, if they they remove the areola sometimes and they'll yeah. do the surgery that way. Sometimes it's underneath the breast and can come in that way, and then sometimes it's at the armpit. So it really depends on the type of surgery that you've had done. And right. uh, and what about through your instep? That's probably yeah. challenging. It's a long way to go there. <laughs> yeah, I had they went into the balls of my feet. Yeah. Not going through your feet. Uh, Less scarring, though. <laughs> I'm going to go to Katie. Who sees that? Hi, Katie. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up, Katie? So I just wanted to um, chime in on the breast implants um, yes. and nipple sensitivity. I had a daughter in 2016, and after that, my nipples were always hard because I breastfed for two years, and then I wow. got breast implants under the muscle, um, cut underneath in 2020, and I have no feeling underneath um, where the scar is. Mm. Um, I do have nipple sensitivity still, but um, other than that, like I could probably, you know, get a whole tattoo under there and not feel anything. Interesting. Wow. So Jessica, the caller earlier, was saying that on on a cold, like a, a cold day in the winter, that um, they'll actually be a little bit painful. Do you experience that as well? Yeah, so actually after the surgery, um, for about two weeks, my nipples were on complete fire um wow it, like the surgery itself didn't hurt my scars didn't hurt but my nipples were burning that's a great meatloaf album nipples on fire wow. exactly yeah. wow so you felt like a constant real like a like a burning sensation like like someone was holding a match wow god almighty how long did that last um a couple weeks it was like almost unbearable wow. well they, uh, were you were you apprised do you feel of that potential sufficiently before you went in for the procedure no, none none of the burning. I mean, my nipples were always hard, I guess, from breastfeeding. Yeah. Um, but then after after the surgery, it lasted about two weeks. But now, like I said, I don't have any sensation underneath, but I do still have sensation in my nipples, and I should be able to breastfeed if I were to have a child again. All right. Well, okay. so in retrospect, would you do it again? Um, probably not. Okay. All right. Okay. Interesting. Thank you. Thanks for your call. We appreciate it. Uh, here's another a receiver of breast implants. It's Karen. Hi, uh, Karen. Good morning. Or no, she had a reduction. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Hi, Karen. Hi. Uh, yeah, I had a breast reduction. Uh-huh. And the procedure that they had done was considered like an anchor procedure. Um, the, after that, uh, the nipples seemed to be erect more often than not, uh, probably 90% of the time. Wow. And are more sensitive. And then... Underneath, only on my left breast, underneath the nipple, I lost a little bit of sensitivity. So the sensitivity is prominently on on the left breast. Is that the breast that reads more of the Nicholas Sparks novels? (laughs) I'm not sure. Okay. Karen, you said an anchor procedure. Is that what you said? 
Yeah, so it kind of looks, the surgery, the way they cut it, actually looks like an anchor. Oh, so I, it's an anchor, great, with, starting oh, with A, anchor. Not, not I. I thought anchor. See, the mayor of Fraggle Rock. <laughs> I got anchor. No, what, she's, and, and I've, I've seen documentaries on, uh, like, if you watch the show uh, Botched, about the, the botched plastic surgeries, they uh, they show that, that it, it's a mark down the bottom of the breast and then, and then hooking out the way the bottom of the anchor would as well. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. All right. And uh, happier since you got your reduction? Oh my gosh, way happier. All right. Can good. I ask what size you went from and to? Um, went from a size F and now a size B. Oh, okay. okay. Wow. There you go. Have you had uh, improvements in like uh, back pain and things along those lines? Yes. Um, that was the whole reason of getting the procedure was to reduce the back pain. You, and it, it hasn't resolved it 100%, but definitely reduced it. Do you find that more men are offering to tutor you now <laughs> because of this stupid survey that yeah. seems to indicate that that's what happens? Uh, I so, feel that they want to to play with them so this way they can see if they'll grow back. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Thank you, Karen. Appreciate it. Wow. All right. Interesting. I didn't uh, know we were that affected by nipples. I know. The nipple is uh, it's an important part of the body. Yeah. It's, you know? uh, it's a right. part of a healthy breakfast. Yeah. All right. Wait. Hang on a second here. This Sarah's <laughs> got an interesting issue with her. Hi, Sarah. Good morning. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, just want to hear about your nipples. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nipple jam. Yeah. Uh, so, the yeah, nipple master. I actually had breast reduction surgery back in September, so okay. I'm like less than a year out. Mm. And um, like the last caller was saying about the anchor, part of that is that they completely remove your nipples and like put them off to the side. Right. Like yes. Pepperonis. Wow. Yeah, like okay. Little pepperonis, the forbidden pepperonis. So. When they put mine back on, now I'm still like still healing, so I still have a lot of the numbness. Now one of mine goes hard, and the other doesn't. So they're they're reconnecting. Um, so all of the the nerves and all that they reconnect that all, and and it's yeah. it's a crapshoot. It takes time to to reconnect it. So like it's amazing when that young lady was talking about that they were on fire. It's kind of like this weird like stomach turning sensation of like everything it's not painful yeah but it's that you're very aware of your boob in a way that is not fun it's funny or, or sorry, let me see it's to me it seems strange that after all this time they haven't developed a less invasive way to m- reduce the breast you know what i'm saying yeah it's, 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 really it's a pretty funny. radical procedure yeah, it, it's very, very gnarly. Um, it, it wasn't so much painful because they had me all hopped up on meds. Right. But yeah, it's, I mean, they took out eight pounds of um, fatty tissue. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yes. Damn, that's quite a bit. Well, and I think the recovery is much longer for reduction than implants. Yeah, I would say I was like in the bed for maybe like three or four days. But, Kathy, I was at Target on day five, babe. Oh, good there you for go. you. There good you go. for you. You're you are for you. a strong You're woman. like Chuck Yeager to Kathy now. <laughs> all right, thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Appreciate I'm, it. I'm going to Target. Damn it! Right, well, and I have uh, more. Pl- I have more room in my blouse to steal things. <laughs> Women uh, apparently, men are uh, more apt to uh, lend money, help out, and tutor women who have <laughs> hard nipples. Well, how are you with repairing a slant six engine? <laughs> All right, I so noticed. When you see women today rubbing their nipples before they go somewhere, that's why. They just need some money. 
right, uh, let's see what else you I learned noticed. a lot about nipples, but what else was the notice you noticed? Uh, this is pretty interesting. Buttholes? No. <laughs> God, I wish I had a butthole. Oh, it'd be so great. Be, that'd be great. Uh, no, archaeologists working near Cairo have uncovered hundreds of ancient Egyptian coffins and bronze statues of deities. And about half of them are, are of Rocky. Uh, the, the statues are? Pharaoh, I want to have another statue made. I had no idea. Uh, the disco- <laughs> the discovery... This is an amazing find. I was reading about this. At a cemetery in Saqqara contained statues of the gods Anubis, Ammon, Min, Osiris... And Is- Curly. Isis, uh, Nefertum... Wow. Uh, Bastet, and Hathor along with a headless statue of the architect uh, Imhotep, uh, who built the Saqqara Pyramid. Uh, the 250 coffins. Wow. It's, it's, so are you, I am, the, visiting Egypt is on my, my bucket list. I definitely want to go. I'm fascinated by what they find there. Uh, does this whole realm and this whole time frame and uh, the, the pharaohs and... Oh. Does that hold fascination? Oh, very much yeah, so. When they had the exhibit at uh, the Franklin, some people were going, ah, oh, I found it under, I mean, underwhelming. You're looking at, look at the how old these things are and yeah. what they were doing. It's amazing. Yeah. I find that I, I'm really ignorant when it comes to a lot of this knowledge, too. Because Me, too. I, I just, I, you know, President, you rattle off a whole bunch of names. And some of those names were actually featured in Moon Knight. Yes. And, and so they, they delved into sort of like the Egyptian gods uh, in, in the Marvel version of it or whatever. And they were talking a lot about Egyptian mythology and, and things along those lines. I had no idea what the hell they were talking about. I, I am uh, I'm blown away by um, uh, empires and societies and things that that have uh, that 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 gone. that that went away. Yes, uh, it's just it's unbelievable because these you know some of them are you know lasted hundreds maybe thousand years. And were strong and 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 big and 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 metropolis, but they and the others were just flashes. But like, they just fell. Yeah, Empire you know? Records. How Empire long did that Records. last? Yeah. I don't know, Marissa. It's very short, very little time. Uh, <laughs> very short run, but very impactful. But no, you're right. And also the things that they pulled off, they still don't fully understand how they were able to remove organs and mummify bodies the way they did back mm-hmm. then. It's it's still an enigma. So the 250 coffins, 150 bronze statues, and other objects dated to the late period, about 500 B.C. That's pretty late. Uh, they were accompanied by a musical instrument known as a sistrum. Sistrum. And a, so that is the Egyptian version of the kitar. Uh, and a... <laughs> The, the yes the, the yeah. acoustic version the of Egyptian, the keychain. What was the equivalent of hair metal back then? <laughs> uh, they also found a collection of bronze vessels used in rituals for the worship of the goddess Isis. Huh. Uh, the painted wooden coffins were found intact in burial shafts and contained mummies, amulets, and wooden boxes. So we're just talking about burial shafts. Uh, that's it. Just talking about that. Uh, shut your mouth. Uh, wooden statues of Nefertiti? Uh, uh, nope. Of Nephthys and Isis from an earlier period were also found, both wow. with gilded faces. This is, I mean, you could have entire multitudes of life careers based around examining what they just found. Uh, one coffin contained a well-preserved papyrus written in uh, hieroglyphics, uh, perhaps verses of the Book of the Dead, and was sent to the laboratory of the Egyptian Museum in Cairo for study. And the other one was filled with springy snakes, Preston. Oh, as it, it was a, a novelty. A novelty. 
Uh, a collection of cosmetics was found, including uh, coal containers as well as bracelets and earnings. It says coal containers, K-O-H-L. Okay. Like coals. Like yes, store. like coals. Store. <laughs> so they're, in, in Egyptian mythology, Nephthys was the daughter of Geb, Earth, and Nut, Sky. So when they what? would bust a nut... That was had to do with the the, the sky. Geb, Geb and Nut. Geb and Nut, okay. the sister of Isis. Okay. Isis got the best name of the lot. Yeah, I think so. This is Geb and this is Nut. This uh, is Schmutz and this is Dickhead. Schmutz. <laughs> and Isis. I, Schmutz, Dickhead, and Isis. Uh, so, Guess yeah. which one's the favorite? The museum in uh, Cairo, the Egyptian museum in Cairo, is going to be uh, taking a look at all of this stuff. So the Cairo Museum is one of the greatest museums in the world, if I absolutely correctly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are you fascinated by the legend uh, and the lore surrounding curses? About um, no, I, I I personally I find all that stuff right. to be you know a bunch of hooey. Yeah, and hokum and hokum as well. Uh, I I think that you know I find more interesting the. Um, uh, booby traps and things yes. like that that they said. I, they, the you actual, guys know that, right? That a actual, lot of these places have these hidden, like Indiana Jones style, yeah, right? Yeah, and the engineering of, of the ancients and stuff like that. I find I find interesting. I find the I find the the religion side of things interesting in that all of these people believed for all this time in one particular thing, right? And now that thing is looked upon as ridiculous, and right, yeah. and, and yet. Thousands and thousands, maybe millions of people believe that and went to their grave believing that. And it makes me, you know, question religion now and, and around the world and what people believe. What I thought was an interesting deal is that when when a pharaoh would pass, the the attendants, the the yeah. they'd kill them, they'd kill yeah, bury them with them, yeah, and even need, the pets. They need servants in the yeah. in the afterlife right. world. So yeah, it's it's some strange Get my stuff. slippers. But uh, yeah, I, I am interested to see. I mean, that volume, that many. Uh, mummies and crypts and all that. It's pretty wild. Um, all right, so something else I noticed. Totally. More from the noticer. Removed from... From nipples to Egyptians. Yes, and now we're going to old people with robots. It's the worst <laughs> worst scenario you could possibly have. Because <laughs> they're pissed off. You and, didn't get them the pudding. And they steal their, their pension checks, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Or their medication. Their medication. Yeah. That's, they eat their medication. Yeah. Uh, the state of New York will distribute robot companions to the homes of more than 800 older adults. Is it going to be the Boston Dynamics dogs? They are not. No. <laughs> the kill bots? That terrifying yeah. thing running around your apartment. Uh, no. The, ro- the robots are not able to help with physical tasks. Well, what good are they? Well, they function as more proactive versions of digital assistants like Siri or Alexa, engaging users in small talk Helping contact loved ones and they, keep, keeping the track of the health goals like exercise and medication. They, they couldn't include a wiping feature? I No, but... I can't reach back there. But, Steve, they've programmed these things to have small talk with yeah. old people. So <laughs> this weather, right? You've got a little robot that... Uh, I don't feel... How do you feel? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's got... oh, my God, my transistors are <laughs> killing me. I don't feel so good. What was in that park? Yeah. You just had a chip fall out the yeah. other day, and what the, <laughs> the same. They're showing here. Actually, this is this is the um, uh, so they're sort of testing this Amazon Buddy thing, which is the basically Alexa on wheels, right? But has a quote unquote personality to it, right? 
The other day I said to um, Alexa, I said, uh, you know, you do a great job. And and it went, woohoo! Okay. <laughs> Uh, this game is being organized by the New York State Office of the Aging for the Aging, yeah. and is intended to help addressing uh, uh, to address the the growing problem of social isola- isolation among the elderly, which is understandable. Very much. What so, they yeah. really are, they're killbots meant to get rid of the <laughs> right. Uh, an estimate, you are of no value. An estimated 14 million Americans over the age of 65 currently live alone, and you this- are a drag on society. <laughs> <laughs> And this figure is projected to increase over the next decade as the boomer generation ages. Uh, studies have suggested that long-term loneliness is a da- is as damaging to an individual's health as smoking. Do you remember that Twilight Zone episode where where they replaced the, it was a robotic version of the grandmother? You know that they oh, beloved grandmother that. and uh, it, it, like Isaac Asimov, they got into all these. It actually was a nice story. It didn't end with okay. the grandmother ripping the kid's head off, but right, but it was. Um, uh, for the, I could see for loneliness, but, you know, are we setting ourselves up for, well, the robot's got it. We don't need to go visit. You know, we, you know, we're, you still need actual human to human contact. Oh, yeah. If you, if you turn it over to your, you know, to your Woomba to take care of grandma, that might, you know, maybe the carpets will be clean, but she's going to be upset. Uh, the director of the uh, Office for the Aging, Greg Olson, says that the robots named Ellie Q. Uh, and built by Israeli firm Intuition Robotics, uh, could help tackle this growing health problem by encouraging independence among older adults. Yes, I have one of those LEQs, and my question is, how do I hump the frickin' thing? You're doing it wrong. We need to consider the various personalities (laughs) of aging people out there. My my ding-dong won't fit in the (laughs) USB port. Good Lord. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, loneliness takes on many different levels. That's it. Uh, Studies have suggested that... uh, No, I already read that part. Uh, So anyhow, uh, so yes, they said it could help tackle uh, this growing health problem by encouraging independence among older adults living alone and providing companionship. Uh, It is a proactive tool, according to... Uh, the director uh, and remembers the interactions with the individual, focuses on health and wellness, stress reduction, sleep, hydra- hydration, etc. Yeah. And it focuses on what matters to individuals, memories, life validation, interactions with, yeah. with friends and family, and promotes overall good health and well-being. Think about, think about what we are. Think about where collections of memories, right? I mean, what, yeah. what are we? Our crude, accumulated life experience is what we are, right? Yeah. I mean, and then every day that informs what is our personality and and our, you know, all of that stuff. So it it, it, it is computer and machine-like, but then again, computers and everything were always designed to mimic what we do anyway. So mm-hmm. we're sort of like meeting around on the other side of the circle. Uh, LEQ consists of two parts attached to a single base. Uh, the first part is a lamp-like face. With a microphone and speakers that lights up and swivels to face Where do people. I put it in? And to face people that it's talking to. Uh, the second is a touchscreen tablet used to display pictures, additional information, and conduct video calls. Uh, the unit has been deliberately designed to appear more robotic than humanoid in order to better focus attention on its conversational. Really ability. Cute. Show me Jenna Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> This guy has a very specific set of... I'm very lonely. 
L-E-Q. L-E-Q. He's saying it like, hey. like it's Alexa. Yeah, L-E-Q. Show me Jenna Jameson. Show me fisting stuff. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. And make me a rhubarb pie. <laughs> oh, those things. Oh, God. Refill my butterscotch candy tray. Uh, intuition robot. <laughs> intuition. <laughs> intuition robotics claim is that LEQ can project empathy and the for- and form bonds with the users. Uh, the robot is supposed to remember key details about a user's life and shape its character to their own. It I will-, will never forget what you did to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> It will crack more jokes uh-huh. if the user tends to laugh a lot, for example. Uh, media rep- With Casey, it would be all those old dad jokes, right, right. probably. Uh, media reports suggest that uh, the robot can certainly endear itself to people. LEQ has been in development for many years, by the way, with Institution Robotics, uh, conducting dozens of home trials to hone its functionality. But the real test will be widespread deployment. So they're going to hand out 800 of these. So this is like uh, like Blade Runner, you know, with the, with, the, with the replicants. I mean, obviously, you wouldn't give your grandfather or your grandmother Roy Batty from, uh, you know, Rucker Hauer. But they, at a certain point, like in that Philip K. Dick novel, the original novel, the question is, when does it, when does it become a living thing? Well, you know, when has it become so if if a grandparent or somebody who's older develops a real relationship, you know, with their companion day in and day out is a machine, you know, that's that opens up a whole new. Yeah. Thing. You, know, you know, a movie I found interesting, it kind of flirted with that stuff was Bicentennial Man. Yes. With uh, Robin Williams. Uh, it's it's a, it's better than you would think. The oh, movie, I, yeah, yeah. I like that film. Yeah. And and one of the things it explores is is the the Uncanny Valley thing. Right. Where people hated uh, him, this robot, yeah. because of its humanoid appearance, right? And they were like, "It's a thing. It's not a." And, and yet, other people were treating it as if it were, you know, a, 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 an entity. Well, AI, the movie uh, itself, yeah. it, it does exactly that. I mean, he, the, the kid, the robotic replicated kid, yeah. for all intents and purposes, is a kid. Is a yeah. real kid. Uh, so this is basically used as a tool, though. It's two hundred fifty dollar upfront fee and then thirty dollar monthly service charge. Uh, buying the robots outright would be. It would be able to relocate them more easily if you do that. So I thought that was interesting. It's not that expensive. Uh, and thought it was worth passing along. That's all I have time to notice right now. He's just noticing he's leaving. I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm dropping the mic. I'm gone. After nipples and robots and Egyptians, Egyptians and mummies and stuff. And this kind of thing. What do you want? With the me? nipples and the robots. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Tattoosday. Don't forget, text word tattoo to 39333. You might win a $350 gift certificate from Floating Raw Tattoo and Piercing. We'll be back in a moment. MMR is proud to announce another Bam Bam Jam. With Tom Kiefer from Cinderella. This is Tracy Guns. This is Phil Lewis from LA Guns. This is Danny from Bastard Pussy Jack. And of course, your host. That skinny bastard that used to steal pizza out of my apartment. My buddy, Jackie Bam Bam. Jackie Bam Bam. Be there Saturday, June 4th at the Keswick Theater in Glenside, PA. Check WMMR.com for details. We've also stuffed Jackie's prize coffin with free tickets. So listen weeknights to grab them. It's a Bam Bam Jam Gone Glam from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, time for Bizarre File Action. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. 
All right, I got a couple stories we're going to share with you. A couple accidentally showed themselves having sex <laughs> while attending a bat mitzvah on Zoom after forgetting to join the virtual ceremony with their audio only. That's a great gift. The middle-aged pair were filmed fondling and pleasuring one another while virtually attending the service at the Temple Beth El in Minneapolis. And shocked onlookers said that the Randy pair engaged in an extended sex session, which only ended when they finally spotted a private chat begging them to stop. And in fact, a one of the pertinent person people who witnessed this said that it went on for about 45 minutes. 45 minutes? Yes. God bless. They were hitting it during the virtual <sighs> religious service. Uh, the witness said she was walking around naked. She got dressed. Uh, she's in and out of the Zoom. He was in the bed. He whipped it out. She started going to work. Someone on the Zoom saw and called her and was like, what the F are you doing? You're on camera. And she freaked out. Uh, there's no suggestion that the pair are exhibitionists who deliberately broadcast themselves having sex. For bar mitzvahs. Uh, the couple have not been identified by the synagogue. Imagine if that was your kink. As of yet. You do it in front of uh, bat mitzvahs. It's a very specific kink, very but you never specific. know. Antonio Sherrod McGarity of Arlington, Texas, pleaded guilty last week to lewd indecent or obscene acts while on an aircraft and was sentenced to 48 days in prison, followed by one year of probation. What did this joker do? McGarity's also uh, prohibited from flying commercially in the United States <laughs> while on probation. So wow. on April 2nd of last year, or this year actually, uh, during a Southwest Airlines flight from Seattle to Phoenix, McGarity exposed himself while other passengers sat next to him in the emergency exit row. McGarity also pleasured himself several times. Uh, passengers on the left side of the plane can look back and see a man pleasuring himself in front of the lavatory door. The passenger sitting beside uh, McGarity uh, reportedly uh, reported the incident to a flight attendant who then informed Phoenix police and FBI agents on the ground. Immediately upon landing, McGarity was arrested and charged with committing a lewd, indecent, or obscene act while on the aircraft. Thanks for flying with us today, folks. In addition to this offense, McGarity has several prior state and local convictions for lewd and lascivious conduct. What's his feeling about hard nipples? Uh, We should ask him about that. I'm sure he's got a thing to say. Uh, All right. We only have time for maybe two here. We we got a break. But uh, restaurant diners were left shocked after they spotted a raunchy couple having sex in full view on a cliff ledge opposite of the restaurant. Yep. It's going around. Uh, the pair were spotted during the business, uh, doing the business just meters away from the popular coast path above them. I'm going to shoot. Pictures taken from the Hooked on the Rocks restaurant show the couple completely naked and locked in a compromising position as walkers enjoyed the afternoon stroll just feet away. And they're right on the cliff edge. The diner explained that uh, one couple was a bit annoyed, but the rest of us found it hilarious. <laughs> Uh, they added an older couple in, couple in their 70s were cracking us all up. They couldn't take their eyes off of them. <laughs> At first sight, we thought probably yoga, but then my partner zoomed in on her phone, and we confirmed what we really thought they were doing. And my partner was shocked at how long they were going. They were still at it when we left. Wow. So they were out in the open, just banging away. Still about that fresh air, right? Clearly see them. And there's pictures of them. We're looking at them right now. And yes, Steve, they're on a cliffside. <laughs> it's crazy. All right, sorry to keep it short, but uh, in the interest of making sure that our sponsors get their proper time, yes. we have to take a quick break. We will be back in a moment. We will test your knowledge of today's program. Lesson question, trash, music news. Those things are coming up next. Make sure you stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. 
The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to give away a prize if you've been paying attention and can answer this question. It's called the lesson question. We have a pair of tickets to see uh, Coldplay, uh, Music of Spheres World Tour. It's going to be June 8th at The Link. And the question that I have for you this morning is, what law firm represents a lot of the witches in the Salem Witch Trials? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. If you know the answer to that, call now. What law firm represented a lot of the witches in the Salem witch trials. 215-263-WMMR. As you call, we'll do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Armor Metals and Recycling. Get paid for your old computers, monitors, printers, and more at Armor Metals and Recycling. Armor Metals is your e-cycling headquarters. Armor Metals is your most trusted recycling partner. Visit ArmorMR.com for more details. What's going on, Steve? Well, Cardi B posted a video of a yacht sinking off the beach she was vacationing on over the weekend. Cardi says a friend pointed out the sinking vessel just seconds after she finished her first bazooka lesson. So... Just a coincidence there. Johnny Depp gave fans a surprise appearing at his pal Jeff Beck's concert on Sunday night in England. Depp told the audience that he, quote, came back to be back with Beck. Oh, no. <laughs> hey! We all know Ross Matthews, the Ross the intern, who is now judging RuPaul's drag race. He called out an online troll for saying he puts on a, quote, gay voice when he speaks. Matthew says his voice is 100% real, and that the truth be told, it's actually the real way Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel speaks. Oh, man. <laughs> between, I, don't, I don't know where Casey keeps the clips. Between Vin Diesel and, and the, and the uh, Tarzan, I'm, yeah, I'm happy. That's a, that's a winner all the way around. Uh, Casey's out today, so you'll hear things that are a little out of the ordinary. Yes, Kathy. Uh, I love that. Wait, so Steve mentioned uh, Johnny Depp. the you know, the, the girl that we follow, Preston, that does the uh, Kardashian. Did you see she's doing Amber Heard and Johnny Depp now? The, I was just watching the beginning of one of the clips. I didn't watch the whole thing, it's but good. yeah, funny it's stuff. Good, yeah. All right, so lesson question time. We're going to try and find out the answer to this. What law firm represented a lot of witches in the Salem <laughs> witch trials? 215-263-WMMR is the number, and I will go to Drew... And check with him first. Hey, Drew, good morning. You guys rock. Oh. We love you, man. All right, what's the name of that law firm that represented the witches in the Salem Witch Trials? Jebediah, Jebediah, Jebediah. That's it, my man. Hang on. Drew, sir, just got a pair of tickets as MMR Rocks Coldplay. Uh, and it is Music of the Spheres World Tour, June 8th, Lincoln Financial Field. Some tickets to remain. Ticketmaster. Uh, and you can get complete details at WMMR.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. All right. Brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer Lumber. Trusted expert since 1939. Your professional source for decks, windows, doors, kitchens, millwork, and more. 
We'll start with this. The Wedding Band, featuring Metallica's Kirk Hammett and Robert Trujillo, played on Friday night at Napa, California's uh, Margaret uh, Mondavi Theater. Uh, the gig was part of the Bottle Rock After Dark performances that are taking place in conjunction with this year's Metallica's co-headlining edition of the Bottle Rock Napa Valley Music Festival, which was held last weekend. Isn't that after the Catalina Wine Mixer? It's, it is. Yeah. The, the effing Cat- Catalina Wine Mixer. <laughs> by the way, the band, the wedding band, is rounded out by Mark uh, Osageda of Death Angel, John Theodore from Mars Volta and Queens of Stone Age, along with Bad Wolves and God Forbids. Uh, and Doc, uh, or that's Doc Coyle from God Forbid. All favorites of mine. Uh, the two set 19 song show included covers of classics by Motorhead, Black Sabbath, The Ramones, The Clash, The Misfits, Black Flag, Rick Derringer, and even Robert Palmer and Cool in the Gang. Green Day's Billy Joe Armstrong's opened up about the emotion that he felt on the band's first night of the Hella Mega Tour with Fallout Boy and Weezer. On an interview, he said the crowd looked like this giant flock of birds freaking out, he said, to their first tour date. Coming off stage afterwards, no one could believe what was happening with this shared experience for all of us. And it was like that every single night. People were just grateful to be alive, to be around people again. It was awesome. And we wanted to make it a special tour back in 2019, but it ended up happening. It, but when it ended up happening, uh, it was an unbelievable experience. It was unbelievable. I said, we sound checked the day before, and I was so overwhelmed by the size of the place. It was like my the first time I'd ever played a stadium in my life. Everyone, the crew, every single person was completely overwhelmed because no one knew how this was going to go down. I was freaking out. Everyone was. And we didn't know what to think. The whole country had been through the effing ringer. And here we are starting in effing Texas, he said. So it must have felt good. Set for release on July 1st is Elvis Costello's reunion set. With pre-fame bandmate Alan Mays, titled The Resurrection of Rust. Uh, Back in the early 1970s, the pair was part of a fledgling pub rock ensemble named Rusty that split before ever earning the big bucks or heading into the studio. Uh, The two old friends have now teamed up to produce what Costello calls the record that we would have cut when we were 18 if anyone had let us. I think it's really awesome that he's doing that. Dude, does this mean we might see an image album in the works? Maybe down the road. We'll have to see if the gang wants to get back together. Uh, Costello, by the way, who was still known then as D.P. McManus, explained in the album's announcement, the EP contains new renditions of songs from our 1972 club repertoire, our duets on two Nick Lowe tunes from 1972, to to, uh, Surrender to the Rhythm and Don't Lose Your Grip on Love. And closes with an arrangement incorporating Neil Young's Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere and Dance, 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 which marks my recording debut on the electric violin. And then finally, I would mentioned this in entertainment news earlier, but just two days after lawyers delivered closing arguments in Johnny Depp's $50 million defamation trial against ex-wife Amber Heard, the actor made a surprise appearance at a Jeff Beck concert in England. In fact, he did two nights in a row. Uh, Depp joined Beck on stage Sunday to perform their 2020 rendition of John Lennon's Isolation together with Depp and Beck. Also, uh, they performed covers of Marvin Gaye's What's Going On and Jimi Hendrix's The Little Wing. Uh, Beck lists Depp as his unexpected co-conspirator on his website. Uh, The musician who also writes that the pair have been working on music together for a while now. Who was in that band with... uh... It was Johnny Depp, and it was... Um, the Expensive oh, Winos? Right, that's it. Is that uh, Joe Perry and uh, Keith Richards? I think so. Yeah. 
Wasn't there also like the the something Hollywood vampires or something? Was he in uh, those too? I think I'm confusing the two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was a yeah, it was a mishmash. I think, right. I want to say yeah, Joe Perry was in it. I don't know about Keith Richards. Okay, I'm getting them wrong. Here we go. Alice Cooper, oh, Johnny Depp, oh. and Joe Perry. Yes. There we go. That's okay. the Hollywood vampires, not the expensive winos. But it, well, he well, he has a ta- he had a tattoo that said uh, that now says wino. That's, it. That's <laughs> one. Uh, a refurb of Winona. You untangled it, the thread in my I brain. Did. Absolutely, I'm basically <laughs> Alex Haley to your roots. <laughs> so the jury in the defamation trial will resume deliberations today, following the Memorial Day holiday. So we'll see where that goes tomorrow. All right, that's it. The entertainment report. That's that all you need. Us. Yep, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. When we return, we will get a winner for Tattoos Day. We'll wrap it up. Ray Coob is in yeah. uh, for Pierre Robert today. So you get a nice treat with uh, the man. So we'll come back in a second, get to all that. Make sure you stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, a couple things we need to do. Remind you again, Springfield High School in Montgomery County. You're up next for Teacher, Coolest Teacher of the Year, and text or Teacher to 39333. We send you the voting link. That's how it works. And then you fill it out, send it back, boom, done. Done, done. Spread the word. So we want to get ourselves a uh, person that we can talk to tomorrow. Congratulate for being a great teacher as we're headed into Summertime. I know. And school's out and all that good stuff. Uh, Ray Coob has arrived. Hey. He is in for Pierre Robert this morning. Hey. How are you guys doing? Good. And you, man? Reentry okay? I, I heard a little bit of a, you, t- you stubbed your toe a little early this morning with uh, with Casey out. And, yes. Uh, but uh, things sounded great all the way in. We have the great Marissa Magnata over here to fill some very big shoes. Some multi-talented. And yes. smelly shoes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's got pretty stinky I don't talk about the other things, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have a good holiday weekend. Yeah, have everybody everybody good? Yeah, yeah. all good. Just, yeah. I was yeah. in here a lot, uh, playing lots of blocks, and that was kind of fun because people were really into it. I love nice. it when people call in with, like, really cool, deep requests and challenge us a little bit. There yeah. was a lot of that going on this weekend, so it was kind of fun. And, uh, you know, made most of the time the, the, the time I had this weekend. Yeah. And, uh, Rifling through for, death drawers. Uh, today. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> Rifling through death drawers, things like yes, that. Yes, things like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, see what's really in the uh, office. When you're alone on the weekend. <laughs> the, the, the yeah. Dirt yeah. Dig. yeah. Yeah. He's like, you guys have a lot in your office. <laughs> Actually. No, no, no. I found Steve's camera over in the sales area. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, gone, yeah, buddy. Yeah. His pa- <laughs> I pulled that out. You know. Is pancake in today? Um, I don't know. I, I guess we'll find out. Together. I stole a sharpie from his desk oh. this morning. I just want to go on record and say that now. I needed Son a sharpie. A bitch. I guess I took the one <laughs> off of my lanyard while we were at Keenan's uh, because I always keep one. Is the best place to keep is one of the best things about wearing a lanyard is you have a, a sharpie at the ready in case you need to make notes and do stuff like that. So I couldn't find one, and I went to the first desk I saw, and I went into. Uh, 
I'm sorry. I, I feel like it's not going to go well for you. A pancake's not very forgiving on those things. No. Really? Yeah, you're going to have to return it, or else he won't talk to you like ever again. All right, I'll give it back to him. He's very <laughs> much. He believes in the vendetta. I still need a new one, though. I guess so. I talked to Tony about that. Tony Perone. Please email her. You have no, to email. No. Yes, we'll to office before. supplies. You have yeah. to email now. I was desperately looking for a paper clip, and I walked down, and it was not the time to walk down there. Did you get? Did she dress you down in front of the office? No, but she said I will. I will drop some off when I have a moment. And you just needed a paperclip. Needed a paperclip. And there's so many people yeah, around here, but you I didn't. little turd. <laughs> yeah. No, so. a lot of people wow. need yes. a lot of stuff. We got it. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, but you're the paperclip queen. <laughs> no, yeah. but I did find somebody in our sales department to help All me right. out. If, the... if I see pancake, I'll I'll, I'll soften them. The blow. For okay, you. thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> the sharpie that. blow. All right, besides that, we need to get the letter of the day. You ready for that? I am. Here we Oddly go. enough. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter J. As, As in, in? Don't want to say. Oh, well, no. Get, you can oh, make up a different how word. How do you know? Well, it's the John, of course. Is, is John. John. There you go. Yeah. John. We just yeah. need to, Somebody's we, writing it on their hand right now. Right, it's John yeah. this week. We need to do an as-in thing just so people hear it clearly. Right. All right, so we, As in John, we have a summer concert triple play at Citizens Bank Park. A pair of tickets for each of these shows. Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett, June 25th. Uh, Dead and Company, July 10th, and Red Hot Chili Peppers on September 3rd. Uh, tickets on sale now uh, for each of those via Ticketmaster. You can go to WMMR to get the complete details. WMMR.com, that is. Uh, real quick, I need to award our Tattoos Day yes. winner. And don't worry about the song, Marissa. Uh, our winner is Tattoo, Sean, Mag- Sean McGrody. Uh, who is from Feasterville. And we're going to give Sean a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo. And Yay for Sean McGrody. And uh, Tattoo uh, Tattoos Day on President Chief Show is presented, of course, by Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. For artwork samples, you can visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. So... You've got the midday hours. What are you going to do with them? Well, I'm going to do the coffee break, and we'll figure it out from there. I've got uh, Double Shot Tuesday and the Workforce Blocks, and that should keep me busy for a while. Yeah, it's so good that it's Tuesday. I love that fact that we are beginning. It's already Tuesday, folks. Look forward to that. Call Ray Coop. Help him out today, all right? Uh, Let's see. I want to thank our sponsors. Uh, President Steve Show brought to you today by Acme from city to shore. Acme has everything you need to prep for the summer season. Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. Also brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show, and uh, Visit Philly. Need to get away? Your hometown adventures begin at visitphilly.com. Uh, we'll figure out what's up with tomorrow. Uh, case is out, so we'll uh, we'll do our best to make do, but uh, I'm sure we'll have a good time in that. That's it. We're done. Rage on, and have a great day, and we will see you again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Everybody's gonna have you on the bat, 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 b